Will Le'Veon Bell and Joe Mixon slip for a second straight night? Will quarterbacks get pushed up again? And how will tonight's drafters handle those tight ends? Follow along with the live draft board tonight and listen to our analysis as we call the action from the 2019 FFPC Pros versus Joes. It's not about money. League number two to see who will win a 2020 FFPC main event team. We've got a great show for you. Dave Gerzak is here. I'm Eric Balkman. Stick around. Your high-stakes fantasy football hour starts now. Everybody, if you've got what it takes, because I'm KRS and I'm on the mic and premieres on the break. Broadcast live and heard around the world, you are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. It's the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts, Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. Thanks a lot, Rob. Greetings and salutations, all of you Balkaholics, Anger, Zach, and Addicts. Welcome to the latest episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com. I am, of course, your slightly above average host, Eric Balkman, and my co-host is indeed the patron saint of fantasy football, the Dizzle, Dave Gerzak. Tonight we have the second of six special episodes for you. It's the Pros versus Joes. It's not about money. League number two draft tonight, and we will be covering it for two hours. You can follow the live draft board at the link I've posted on my uh, Twitter account, as well as inside the Blog Talk Radio chat room as well. Uh, you can follow at Fantasy Mojo, who has tweeted that out, uh, that link uh, as well. Um, and uh, big thanks to him, Darren Armani, who puts this together every year. Does a great job. The show is at HSFFOR on Twitter. I am at Eric Balkman. Dave is at David Gerzak. Facebook dot com slash hsff hour three four seven four two six thirty six eighty two three four seven four two six uh thirty six eighty two three four seven game over excuse me uh is where you can connect with us tonight uh you can email the show at high stakes fantasy football at gmail.com if you have any questions for us send them in now our producer and mutual friend rob our audio engineer and best friend bryce will get those questions to us throughout the program tonight as a reminder, tonight, midnight Pacific time, is deadline day for the FFPC main event early draft slot announcement. When you pay for your team in full, you will get your draft slot next Monday, July 29th. And remember, if you already have a team, you're going to get $350 off each additional team you add on. So square those balances away today at myffpc.com. you get about mm, six hours left to do that to uh, still sneak in. Uh, tonight, here's the lineup for everybody who's interested. It is a star-studded showcase of both pros and Joes tonight, leading things off at Danny Mueller and Jeremy Roach from the one spot. Uh, they of Team Ground and Pound. Matthew Friedman and Dave Cabin from the ActionNetwork.com uh, are, are going to be picking out of the two spot. Mike Sands, Dave Tripoli at the three. Justin Boone from TheScore.com at four. Mark and Amy Palmer, the FFPC Joes at five. Guru Elite, Jeff Manns uh, from the six spot. David Hubbard 
uh, from the seventh spot tonight, former FFPC main event champion. Uh, Jared Smolin from Draft Sharks uh, picking out of the eighth spot, along with FFPC Joe Patrick Beasley out of the nine. Footballguys.com, Sigmund Bloom in the ten. Jason Mitchell and Kevin Clues rounding up things for the FFPC Joes at the eleventh spot. And Dave Richard of CBSSports.com will be out of the twelve spot tonight drafting on that turn. Dave, welcome in. We had a successful podcast last night. We are at full steam ahead for both the electricity and the internet. We are hummed and lubed to a fare thee well, and I'm not just talking about the electricity. Uh, yeah, that's great, Paul. Nice job. All right. So are you psyched up for this? Is it, are, are, you, uh, are, you, are you ready to do this two nights in a row here? Yeah, yeah, I'm great. I'm feeling really good. Okay, good, because we are already through round one here tonight. Let's bring everybody up to speed on what is going on here. Now, Mueller and Roach kicked things off with Christian McCaffrey, second day in a row. We've seen McCaffrey go one. You think McCaffrey's going to go one in all these, or do you think that no. Saquon Barkley, is, is Barkley the other guy that you're looking at here at the one Well, can go first, though, too. Really? Yeah. Okay. All he right. First in time. Yeah, sometimes he does. I didn't know if, he, if, if you thought it would happen in PVJ this year, but maybe. Uh, Friedman and Cabin from uh, the Action Network are picking Saquon Barkley, too. Alvin Kamara goes to Sands and Terpoli at three. Ezekiel Elliott goes to Justin Boone from the score at four. Now, here's a bit of a curveball. Packers wideout. Devontae Adams at the five to Mark and Amy Palmer. Could not get one of the top four running backs. Had the opportunity to go Hopkins or Adams or Travis Kelsey, quite frankly, and they went to Vontae Adams. Now, Dave, we talked about this Hopkins thing yesterday. Are, do you think that that factored in uh, or would factor in for you who are picking at five? If you're going to go a receiver, would you take Adams over Hopkins? Uh, I probably would still take Hopkins myself, even though I was saying I would downgrade Hopkins a little bit, if I would go receiver. Also, I, I forgot to, you know, the Elliott thing, he could be holding out possibly, so maybe he, maybe he won't go number one any, uh, anymore. It, well, it's, but no, I, I think you made a, a strong point. I think, I think it is still possible that we could see that, although, you know, the thing is, it's like, well, you know, he, I guess there is a significant difference between four and one, but you never know. I mean, he could be the highest volume running back of those top four uh, that we see this year. Travis Kelsey to Jeff Manns uh, at the 106 tonight, followed by David Hubbard taking David Johnson, and then Joe Mixon. No slippage tonight as he fell to the 209 in last night's Pros versus Joe's draft. That is not the case tonight as Jared Smola takes him at the 108. DeAndre Hopkins to Patrick Beasley at the 109. Julio Jones to Sigmund Bloom at the 110. Michael Thomas to Mitchell and Clues. The FFPC Joe's are drafting at 11. And then James Conner, the final pick of the 12th round here, to Dave Richard from CBS Sports. I think the only thing that really stands out to me here, Dave, is that Devontae Adams pick. I don't think I really have anything else to say. Um, Julio Jones and Michael Thomas, I think, uh, for a lot of drafters, especially in the Football Guys Players Championship, that's something that, um, you know, that they, they've wrestled with to figure out which receiver you're going to go there, assuming Adams and Hopkins are off the board. Do you have a preference between Jones and Thomas this year? I mean, Jones seems to be the bigger play guy. Michael Thomas maybe the better PPR guy, but both of those guys should make big plays, get a lot of grabs, and get in the end zone this year. Uh, you know, I like both of them. I also like I like Beckham. I like Juju. That, all the guys are taking kind of that range. I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan of and, and, you know, you can get Tyreek back up into that mix too. <laughs> that is true, and we'll see where he goes as we enter round two tonight of the FFPC Pros versus Joes. Uh, this is uh, the – it's not about money league. By the way, Josh Mack, 22 in the uh, – in the chat room, they gave DJ to Hubbard, just unbelievable value according to uh, Josh uh, there to for Hubbard to get uh, David Johnson at the 107. Where I've seen him, you know, 104, 
106, somewhere in that range normally where, is where he goes. Uh, Odell Beckham kicking things off here in the uh, second round to Dave Richard from CBS Sports. Beckham going with uh, James Conner there. Nick Chubb, no 109 for him today. Was it the 109 or 108 that he went yesterday, Dave? Uh, I don't recall, Eric. But right. it, it was uh, one it of those was one two. Of those. Yeah, it was one of those two. So Chubb slips to the 202 tonight. Juju Smith-Schuster to Sigmund Bloom as he is the first and only team, it looks like, Dave, to start receiver-receiver tonight as he pairs Julio Jones and Juju Smith-Schuster together. A lot of J's there and a few S's. Zach Ertz, the second tight end off the board at the 204 to Patrick Beasley. Melvin Gordon and Le'Veon Bell uh, then go right after that. Jared Smola gets Melvin Gordon to pair with his Joe Mixon, and then Le'Veon Bell to David Hubbard. So a little slippage from Le'Veon Bell here two nights in a row, Dave, as he goes at the 206 tonight. I think he went at the 207 last night. Yeah, it is interesting. I don't really see it. You know, it's probably just random chance. I think tomorrow he'll be back kind of where he normally goes. Uh, it's entirely possible, and uh, we'll see what happens when we have uh, draft number three tomorrow. The aforementioned Tyree Kill to Jeff Manns there. Now, this is interesting because he went Kelsey in the first round. He stacked Kelsey and Hill. Is that something that you would look at in a, in a best ball, given that Patrick Mahomes is coming off a 50-touchdown season to get his basically his top two pass catchers? I mean, you could be looking at 20-plus touchdowns between those two guys, Dave. You know, it's a, it, I don't know if he for sure did that intentionally. He might have just, I mean, both those players go kind of in those areas now. Uh, but it's an interesting strategy if he did try and do it on purpose, and he could always take uh, another player. Yep, I know where you're uh, going with this. So uh, we'll see what happens. It's interesting. I think, I think it could be, yeah, why not, man? I mean, give it a shot. And, and by the way, not to, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, he could go with another player in the third round. And, yeah. He could go with another player, <laughs> potentially, course. in the fourth round. We'll and see if the third round, if that would Things happen. could get very, very interesting. Yeah, you could just buy the whole offense. All right, well, uh, or somebody else. Todd Gurley <laughs> falling to the uh, 208 tonight to uh, the Palmers as Gurley goes with Devontae Adams there from the five spot. George Kittle is indeed, once again, the third tight end off the board as he goes to Justin Boone, starting off with Elliott and Kittle. Uh, Sands and Terpoli go with Dalvin Cook here at the 210. Hey, could you just call him Terp instead of Terpoli? Uh, okay, yeah, okay. Sands and Terp. Him, yeah, thanks. Sands and Terp. That sounds like a. Uh, well, it's Dave Terp, and we always call him Terp. That, that sounds like a buddy comedy on USA, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Sands yeah. Hutch. Sands and Terp. Sands and Terp. Sands and Terp start running back, running back Camara and Dalvin Cook. Antonio Brown to uh, Friedman and Cabin uh, as they get Barkley and Antonio Brown to start their draft. And winding things up here at the end of the second round is indeed Mike Evans to Mueller and Roach. Now, we talked to Danny Mueller last night, Dave, when we were broadcasting um, the, uh, the Pros versus Joes League number one, and he called in and said that tip, you know, these you know, Roach and Mueller team up quite a bit, but Danny said he handles more of the best balls uh, that they get in, and Roach actually handles more of the 20-round managed uh, teams this year. So I am assuming that Danny Mueller is drafting this uh, uh, Pros versus Joes team tonight Maybe we'll get some, uh, some cross-talk in from Jeremy Roach, either in the chat room or if you wanted to give us a call, we'd love to talk to him. Or maybe he is more than likely drafting another team right now, which is also entirely yeah, possible. It is possible, yeah. Uh, all right, so nothing stands out to me, I, I guess, in the second round. We'll, we'll follow this Le'Veon Bell thing and, and figure out why he, uh, he has slipped. Um, both nights, by the way, uh, he was scooped up by uh, two accomplished FFPC Joes, Kimmer Schlisher last night, and then former, I believe, 2016 FFPC main event champion uh, David Hubbard grabs him here at the 206 tonight. So that's interesting to follow, and we will be monitoring that going forward. Let's get into the third round 
of action here as Mueller and Roach get Keenan Allen. I think that's two nights in a row that Evans and Allen went to the same team. So they go McCaffrey, Evans, Allen to start. A.J. Green at the 302 to Friedman and Caven. He's kind of a polarizing guy this year, Dave, as we look at that uh, Cincinnati Bengals offense. Obviously, it's a, it's the Joe Mixon show, but he's down at least one offensive lineman, potentially two offensive linemen. And Tyler Boyd really stepped up last year. A.J. Green on the wrong side of 30. He's dealt with some pretty significant injuries the last few years. You want to be in business with him at that 2-3 turn area? Is that a player that you would look at? Or would you go with somebody who maybe has more of a uh, better health, recent health history? Yeah, I'm kind of passing on A.J. Green at that spot. There's other players I'd rather take. In fact, um, there's players that still aren't drafted that I would take over A.J. Green. We're already like 9, 10 picks later. Uh, A.J. Green normally goes at the end of the third round, early fourth, though. And when I'm looking at him, I'm seeing him being taken around the Edelman range. A.J. Green, Edelman is where you're kind of considering. And that, in that situation, I'm even taking Edelman over A.J. Green. Now, is this because you've been – now, is that Julian Edelman thing that you've been watching? That's on Showtime, right? Yeah, it was just a one-and-a-half-hour single documentary. Okay, it's so not it's a not series. a series. Right. Yeah, the 100% Julian Edelman, that's not why. Okay. But it's, I, did, know, I didn't know if it was – It, it was, doesn't hurt. No, but I mean, well, it's not why. If there was a 100% A.J. Green documentary, I probably would still be taking Edelman. Right. Now. Would you watch it? Yeah, I would watch yeah. it. Yeah, he's cool. What if it was 100% uh, – I'm trying to think of somebody that you don't – what is it? 100% Corey Davis. Would you tune in for that one, Dave? <laughs> Tell him no. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah, okay. we'll leave that one for stars. Uh, they, yes. I don't even know if stars would do that. Uh, T.Y. Hilton right after A.J. Green to uh, Sands and Terp. Damian Williams, the dream is dead for Jeff Vans <laughs> as uh, Damian Williams goes to Justin Boone here at the 304, and uh, he could not start off chief, chief, chief. He actually could have. Chose not to. Leonard Fournette to the Palmers to pair with Gurley. Wow, isn't that weird? Gurley and Fournette in the second and third round, Dave. That's not something that we have been accustomed to seeing over the last couple of years in the FFPC. But it is the new normal this year. Just wait till Gore goes in the 14th. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Devontae Freeman, uh, the Florida State alum to Jeff Manns. As uh, he goes, Kelsey, Tyree Kill, Devontae he... Freeman. Dude, everybody graduates at Florida I, I think State. If you went, if you, by the way, so if you went to the school and you, you know, left Did not graduate, early, you are not an alumnus, no. Yeah, you're, you're like a, a former attendee. There, there, no, there's, there, I don't know what the term is for it. Maybe the chat room can help us out, but there is something. Like uh, Mark Zuckerberg is not an alumnus of Harvard. Either. Right. Former attendees. There's something. No, there's no. I mean, there's that a, is correct, technically, but there's no, something it is, else. No, there, yes. There's like some sort of Latin term or something. I don't know what it is. Pants. Yeah, well, it's definitely not that, but it is something hoity-toity like that. So. Something no cum laude? No, it's like it, it, it's not alma mater, it's, but it's something. It's like something like that. I can't. Right. I, again, I don't know what it is. No mater. Even though I, I am whatever that is uh, of probably <laughs> hey, three, three and a half dozen schools in the Midwest. Well, you graduated from a, one of them. Well, right? yeah, one of them I graduated from. Well, that's the only thing that matters. You got to get one of them done. All right, so David Hubbard's working on a triple running back start here as he gets Derrick Henry right after Freeman goes. Long running back run here, so bear with me. Aaron Jones to Jared Smola as he is uh, one of two teams, along with David Hubbard, to start off with three straight running backs. The running back run ends at the 310. Uh, Marlon Mack to Patrick Beasley, and then Sigmund Bloom at the 310. Carry on Johnson. That is both of those gentlemen's uh, number one running back. O.J. Howard sneaks all the way up to the 311 tonight, followed by Amari Cooper, a player I've changed my mind on, thanks to the Dizzle. When the patron saint <laughs> talks, <laughs> when the patron saint talks about uh, a certain player, you listen, and I listened last yeah, night. Yeah, and he dropped seven spots later today. After yeah, yesterday. that's that's true. Well, well, it's some you know the the Dizzle bump sometimes is a bump in the wrong direction. <laughs> I want to talk about this O.J. Howard pick here uh, for for a second because 
Over the last three days in FFPC best ball action, he is going off as tight end five, not to the 411. Now, this is interesting. I don't know if, if Mitchell and Clues thought there was a chance that Dave Richard might snag O.J. Howard as the, the fourth tight end off the board, but they clearly made it a priority to grab him here at the 311 tonight. I don't think I would have done that, but this, this, it's aggressive, you know, and, and, I, and I like the start here with Thomas Chubb and then O.J. Howard. Yeah, I mean, if they like Howard, and there's, there was probably, you know, there were so many running backs that went, there was probably like three or four receivers they were fine taking at the 402. So they were like, all right, let's just get Howard because that's probably the guy they like better than the two others that haven't been drafted yet that get drafted around that same time usually. Uh, Shane P. Hallam, uh, one of our favorites, checking in in the chat room tonight, uh, pointing out that Dave Richard is actually going hard on Raiders. That is bound to fail, LOL, <laughs> uh, as Richard actually, and we'll get to him. Back in the Raiders. Here, here in a second. Well, I mean, technically he's got, if you look at it, technically he's got one Raider on his team, but a, a pretty uh, oh, significant former Maybe one. he'll take Jalen Richard later. Uh, that's very funny. Um, or uh, uh, Lorenzo. If you say if it's if you say it's funny and don't laugh, it's really not that. Funny. I smiled. That's still like that. <laughs> He's kind of smirked. Uh, sports betting man, uh, another one of our favorites, chiming in in the chat says he uh, likes Connor, almost likes Connor, more opportunity and workload than actual talent. Do you buy that? Uh, that that con- we always talked about um, these how we didn't like accumulator backs, and if you look up accumulator back. In the, uh, the high-stakes fantasy football hour Urban Dictionary, there's a picture of Michael Turner in there, the guy that we've always <laughs> referred to as the original accumulator back. You think James Conner is an accumulator back, or is there something there? I think Conner's pretty talented, actually. He, he did well. Uh, I, I don't think he's – the one concern I have is just that the, the talk about Jalen Samuels, and Jalen Samuels looked good when Conner was hurt. So I just uh, – I don't see him in the same vein as David Johnson or Joe Mixon as far as getting carries, or even like Le'Veon Bell. I think Le'Veon Bell – yeah, you know he's going to get a ton of uh, ton of carries, ton of action. I, I don't I think there's a chance that Connor doesn't get that workload, and they've come out and said that. So I mean, if they're saying it, sometimes you have to kind of believe it. Action is now concluded in the fourth round tonight, as these drafters are uh, serious business tonight. I said this was loaded, uh, and and certainly none of these drafters are uh, because they are uh, flying th- you know, flying through this. Well, I mean, four rounds in 17 minutes—that's pretty good. Uh, jo- early for the. Uh, Oh, for the booze? Yeah, for the yeah. – I'm from Wisconsin. I don't understand that. <laughs> Josh Jacobs at the 401 tonight, as we already talked about. Dave Richard from CBS Sports taking him as his number two running back. Uh, and then we get a little bit of a receiver run. Actually, a lot of receivers going in this fourth round here. Adam Thielen to Mitchell and Clues. Tyler Lockett to uh, Sigmund Bloom as his third receiver. Stephon Diggs to Patrick Beasley at the 404, followed by Julian Edelman to Jared Smola from DraftSharks.com. You know he's watching that do- documentary. We, uh, we, we kid about that a little bit, Dave, but I think that there is a little bit of a bump for certain players, certain skill guys, and not necessarily in the early rounds, but in the mid to latter rounds, especially a best ball draft, for guys that are standing out on hard knocks or not necessarily making plays, but you know, somebody who's looking really good on film there. And I think that, that you know, rightly or wrongly, that happens sometimes. When vice versa, when the Dolphins were on, I, I immediately you faded, faded everyone. Yeah, yeah, no Dolphins were yeah. being drafted. The coach was the dumbest guy of all time. And uh, they finally fired him. Joe Philbin? Yeah, he was terrible. I mean, he's a he's a beta. How do you be, how do you elect a beta male as a coach? Well, or not elect, but you know what I mean. Like he wasn't a rah rah guy. They probably the board of directors and the Dolphins did a, a quarter a, a coaching search and they elected him to be the coach. Yeah, he was. Um, he's a he's an X's and O's type guy that is much better as a coordinator. He's not the the type of guy that is gonna fire you up and get ready. Nobody's running through a brick wall for Joe Philbin. You know, when the the pregame speech is like. All right, fellas, uh, this is a big game. Um, 
we really need to win this one if uh, we want to get to the playoffs. So let's go out there and get it done. Uh. You know, and that was Joe Philbin at, at like his most, you know, it's, it's one of those things. But it kept you away from Dolphins that year, so it clearly served a purpose. After Julian Edelman goes to Smola at the 405 tonight, we see David Hubbard take his fourth, yes, that's right, fourth straight running back as he gets Kenyon Drake from those aforementioned Dolphins to go as his number four running back behind David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, and Derrick Henry. Mark Ingram is the pick after that to Jeff Manns, uh, who gets him as his second running back. Kenny Galladay, the second receiver to the Palmers to pair with uh, Devontae Adams as he goes at the 408 tonight, followed by the Rams receiver Robert Woods, the new number one receiver for the scores, Justin Boone. David Montgomery climbs up to the 410 tonight as he goes to Sands and Turf, and a pair of receivers to end the fourth round. Brandon Cooks to Friedman and Cabin, and then DJ Moore to Miller and Roach. Uh, They're happy about that. Loading up on those Panthers. (laughs) You know, I feel like last year they they loaded up on McCaffrey and DJ Moore in in a lot of spots, and certainly uh, they're paying a a higher price for DJ Moore this year, Dave. But, man, the the breakout potential of him is is not only high, but it could be very, very juicy for fantasy purposes when you're grabbing him in the fourth or even the fifth round of an FFPC league. Well, yeah, almost every single, you know, pundit, advice site or whatever is talking about DJ Moore's breakout. And, you know, he's being drafted, I think, as wide receiver 19 or so on average. We've been talking about him for a long time. He's being drafted as if he's going to break out, but he does have upside from there. He could actually be a WR1. It is possible. Uh, he's got the pedigree. He has that super high phenom score. We love him. We've been talking about forever, so we're just like everybody else. I think it's a great pick at the end of the fourth round. I think the Brandon Cooks pick was – I thought the A.J. Green pick was early for team two, but the Brandon Cooks pick, they got some value there at the 411 for Cooks. I think he goes a little bit earlier, more like the 4-4, four, 4-5, four, four, 4 3 range. Well, I'll tell you right now, A.J. Green normally at the 402 in FFPC best balls, and Brandon Cooks is who you're asking me? Yeah, about the same area, right? 407. 407, all right. So maybe four, four, four spots, not too much. Um, if I set the over-under on total catches for D.J. Moore this year at 73, would you take the over or would you take the under? That's actually a pretty good number, to be honest Thank with you. you very much, Did you Dave. get that off of a sports book? Sure didn't. The only sports book I go off of is in my head, and it's not a lucrative sports book. <laughs> um, if I had to bet, I probably would – oh, man. You're going to go under. I might bet the under just because there's the risk of injury. So if I was betting on it, I would bet the under probably okay. just because there's the risk of injury. You miss two games, all of a sudden you have no shot. I, if, I'm, if I'm drafting him, I'm thinking he's going to be, be doing a little bit better than that. Do you like tight ends, Dave? <laughs> yes. Perfect. Then you're going to love this fifth <laughs> round tonight because a bunch of them just went off Great. the board. Hunter Henry at the 501 to Mueller and Roach, followed by Evan Engram. Evan Engram, by the way, going off the board as tight end six tonight to Cabin and Friedman here from the Action Network. Uh, I bet they uh, could probably set a, a decent uh, total on DJ Moore total catches this year. Chris Godwin off the board to the uh, uh, team of Sands and Terp as their number two receiver. He goes at the 503 tonight. Chris Carson is the third running back drafted by Justin Boone, followed by Calvin Ridley, the third receiver drafted by Mark and Amy Palmer. Evan Coleman, the new San Francisco 49ers running back, is the third runner drafted by Jeff Manns. Vance McDonald off the board. Boy, Vance McDonald on the fifth round. Does that look weird to you? Yeah, it looks a little weird to me, I'm I'm totally not not used to seeing that. However, Dave, I can tell you that he normally does go in the sixth round of uh, of FFPC best ball drafts. Kind of later sixth round, but it's still sixth round. 
think Fan- we should we'll have, we should discuss Vance McDonald in depth. We don't we haven't really done that one. Okay, let's do that in right. one second. But let's talk about uh, Meehan, David Hubbard's team here in general. He goes zero WR tonight <laughs> as he goes four running backs followed by a tight end. So this is an interesting strategy, Cotton. We'll see if it uh, pays off for him. But listen, he's he he does a lot of drafts. He knows where players go. He doesn't do a lot of best. He doesn't though. do a lot of best balls. That that Which is, is true. true. Um, but this is an, not an approach I would take, Dave, but I know that he is, uh, David Hubbard is, is not the only one that swears by this um, in, in best balls, grabbing these elite running backs uh, right away to, uh, and then sort of you know, cobble your receivers together later. Yeah, and he'll be fine. He, the thing is, he does know players. He knows them really well, and he also knows where players get drafted. Uh, even if you don't do a lot of best balls, it's not that huge of an adjustment as long as you're taking enough of everybody. I think he'll be just fine. Uh, what do you want to say about Vance McDonald this year? Well, you know, we haven't talked about him much, but he's an interesting player. He's got some talent, and he, what he doesn't really have, to, I should say, what the Steelers don't really have is a number two wide receiver. Uh, they have James Washington. They have Deontay Johnson. Uh, so what do they really have there? What they're, they're looking for someone other than Juju to get some targets, and I think Vance McDonald kind of fits that bill, and that's what people are drafting him for. All right, so I'll, I'll just say this. Is there a possibility, and not all of Antonio Brown's targets, but could Juju Smith-Schuster set a Steelers record for most targets in one season this year? Is this where you say he gets 270 and we're in not going to say I'm not going to say that. No, there's there's no bulky radio joke here coming up. Oh, this good. is this is just me asking an honest question. Well, no, I, you know I I think he, you know Juju had a ton of targets last year anyway. Uh, I think there's a chance that they run the ball more, that they throw passes to running backs a bit more, and I think that t- tight ends get targeted more. I mean James Washington could break out. I just I guess I'm I'm a little. Juju Smith-Schuster like James Washington. Does he? Well, that's good. Yeah, he was talking him up. Uh, that might have just been, as the kids say, pumping up his boy. We yeah, don't know. Um, that that could have had something to do with it, but he did say it. By the way, the the Joe Philbin uh, impersonation that I just did, getting uh, what's the opposite of rave reviews? Oh, so is it the same as your Trump imitation? No, that's that's different. Um, <laughs> Sports betting man said uh, after I did the Philbin impersonation, Balky's twenty third best voice. His top 10, hey, hold on, his, his bulky's uh, 23rd best voice, his top tw- 10 to 20 are brilliant. Yeah. So that fell below the brilliant level. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll try to get better, everybody. I will try to get better. That is my promise. We'll appreciate it. Patrick Mahomes, the first quarterback off the board tonight to Jared Smola at the 508. Jeff Mann's blew his shot at it. He could have had Mahomes. He could, he could have had him. Fifth round. Well, yeah. once, once he couldn't get Damian Williams in the third, I, I think that's what would crush the ultimate uh, – uh, tribe, as I can say, or, or is that is that politically incorrect because it's Chiefs? I don't know. I think tribe is still okay as a, okay. Well, in ten years it won't be okay, but it's fine now. right now. So, okay, yeah, thank you. Allowed. Appreciate that. <laughs> Philip Lindsay to uh, Patrick Beasley here is his number two running back. Jared Cook, the first tight end for Sigmund Bloom as he grabs him. You know, Sigmund Bloom in this competition normally grabs a tight end in the first round or two, hmm. um, and then he 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 waited this year. Uh, so Jared Cook goes to the five ten. He's evolving, Dave. Uh, Daryl Henderson to Mitchell and Clues here. Daryl Henderson at the 5'11 as their number two running back, followed by Tariq Cohen to uh, Dave Richard from CBS Sports. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is your fifth round, the most colorful round of the night so far as we saw the quarterbacks get cracked and we uh, saw four tight ends go off the board in this round. What do you make of the Daryl Henderson pick at 5'11 with um, the little, admittedly little information we're getting on Todd Gurley right now? Uh, seems to be more positive. What do you make of this Daryl Henderson pick at 5'11"? Well, I probably would have gone with either Cohen or James White. Actually, I thought both of those were solid value picks. And uh, I don't mind Daryl Henderson, but he, you know, he's a risky player uh, in that he really 
for him to have value, standalone value, Gurley's got to definitely have reduced playing time, which I think is going to happen. But I, I think that there's just less risk, and I think just as much if well, there's more upside with Daryl Henderson if Gurley is truly really hurt, and right? He, and, he, and he plays and misses time like he did last year late in the season. So there's that. Uh, interestingly enough, Tariq Cohen going, you know, what, 15 picks later or 14 picks later than David Montgomery last night. Kimura took Cohen ahead of Montgomery. Two picks ahead of Montgomery. That is correct, yeah. So you get, those get flipped by quite a bit here. Cohen normally going at 505 in an FFPC best ball draft. That is it for round uh, through five rounds here, and the reviews are coming in in the chat room, Dave. Uh, sports betting man saying uh, that if he um, uh, had to buy a team or if he was going to buy a team right now, he would buy team two after five rounds. That is Matthew Friedman and well, I mean, Dave Cabin from the Action Network. Well, do you guys buy artwork when it's halfway full? I mean, you know, halfway done, let's go here. Sometimes that's the cheapest price. <laughs> Barkley, Brown, Green, Cooks, Engram are the picks there for uh, Cabin and Friedman. Um, Shane P. Hallam doesn't like any teams. Uh, he said uh, team one is probably his favorite, though. Let's move on and get into the sixth round here. As Dave Richard has gone three straight running backs with his last three picks, it is James White at the 601 to pair with Josh Jacobs and Tariq Cohen. Remember, he also took James Conner in the first round, so he has four running backs, two receivers here, and uh, now throwing caution to the wind as he waits to get back to that 7-12 to see what's left for him at a different position. Mike Williams to Mitchell and Clues here as their number three receiver. Allen Robinson is the fourth receiver drafted by Sigmund Bloom here at the 603. Sony Michelle to Patrick Beasley right after that. And then it's all receivers the rest of the way in the sixth round, everybody. That's a massive run. Alshon Jeffrey to Jared Smola. Uh, excuse me, Alshon Jeffries to Jared Smola. Christian Kirk to David Hubbard. Are we doing that with any other players, just so I'm aware that I don't Just Adam Humphrey and okay. Alshon Jeffries. Got it. Will There's Fuller. There's only two players, man. We, okay. Well, I, I want to make sure I'm keeping it straight. I got a lot of <laughs> things floating in my mind here. Jarvis Landry's. Are we doing it with Jarvis? <laughs> no. We, okay. <laughs> then don't say stuff like that because then I'm not sure. I got to go Will Fuller's on this next pick to Jeff Manns. Or is it Jeff Mann? I guess we won't know. Will Fuller to Jeff Manns here. Jarvis Landry, the Palmers, Mark and Amy take Jarvis Landry as their fourth receiver. Robbie Anderson to Justin Boone. Dante Pettis to Mike Sands and Dave Turp. Followed by Cooper Cup and Tyler Boyd to end things here in the sixth round. What a massive, massive receiver run. That was uh, eight straight receivers here in the sixth round. Um, do you like, I, you know, I know you're a fan of, of both Cooper Cup and Tyler Boyd. They both went off roughly at the same spot tonight, Cup at the 6-11, Boyd at the 6-12. If you were faced with the decision that Freeman and Cabin were faced, and you narrowed it down between Cup and Boyd, Dave, is Cup coming off the ACL enough for you to say, give me Boyd instead, or would you have gone with Cup there? I think I might have answered this last night, but I'm taking Boyd over Cup. I'm cautioned. I'm cautioned. I have concerns about Cooper Cup. I'm not drafting him really much this year. Uh, Josh Mack, 22 in the chat room, is liking Terp's team. So there's all the favorites, apparently, are coming on the left side of the board. The right side of the board is everybody's beating each other up over there. There's well, no... the, the left side already has more picks. Uh, well, <laughs> through six, <laughs> through six rounds. All right, fair enough. We're saying that. Uh, Shane P. Hallam's also calling David Montgomery a, uh, a, win, uh, a pick to win. I believe I'm reading that correctly. Um, so that, and that is, I'll say this right now. I think David Montgomery, Dave is probably going to be on our ascendant, um, semifinalist list as we're getting closer and closer to that about a month away before we announce, uh, the 2019 FFPC ascendant. I think he's got to be on that list. Man, time keeps on ticking, man. It's getting closer and closer to the season. Yeah. It just seems like it's been like, there's so much time still, but there's really not. 
Anyway, back to your question. Uh, yeah, I think you will be on the list. Uh, question, would you like to field from the uh, chat room here? As uh, Sports Betting Man says, yo, jerk sack. I'm assuming that's to you. Gerzak. Uh, winky face. Who's your quarterback number two this year? And for uh, for um, the sake of letting everybody know here in the seventh round, we get to it. Two more quarterbacks are already off the board. Patrick Mahomes seems like he's num- everybody's number one quarterback. Do you have a number two that, that you like better than the rest, Dave, or do they kind of get lumped together for you? Uh, you know, I do like this. If I was going to take a quarterback early, I would take Deshaun Watson second. And why do you like him over Luck, who went back, they went back-to-back here? Well, I like his round. rushing ability. I like Deshaun Watson's their offense as far as they don't have a really great run game with Lamar Miller. And so I do like the receivers, and I'm hoping that QT and – uh, Will Floyd both stay healthy, but even if just one of them one of them is healthy to, to go along with DeAndre Hopkins, that's pretty nice. So yeah, I, 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 that's uh, that's the reasoning for me. Well, listen, you're, hey, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight you on it, man. We we we're here to appease, and we wanted to answer that question from the chat room, and we did indeed. I really do like in that, you know, I don't I don't want to draft quarterbacks quite that early, but I like taking like Mayfields and Kyler Murray's, and even the Russell Wilsons at the 11-12 range at QB this year. That's I. I think that's going to work out really so well. You want it, so you want, basically want to be one of the last no. guy, teams to draft a quarterback. Well, Mayfield usually goes like fifth, fourth, fifth. With okay, so you Rogers, would take Mayf- And then Murray right. goes around like seven or so. And then, uh, you know, Wilson's going around 11 or 12. So and I, you I, would I take Mayfield ahead of Aaron Rodgers this year, right? I, I, I just am very concerned about uh, Lafleur right. and the way, that they're, the way they're going to run that offense. I just don't, you know, like when you have changes like that, Rodgers is getting older, and Mayfield's on the upside, and upswing, and he does have better receivers. ADP separates those two players by about eight spots, Rodgers going in front of Mayfield. Can you guess? Well, let's not get to that yet. Let's save something for later. See, yeah, I'm, we'll trying, say, I'm trying not to name players that haven't been taken yet, but I, you know, I'm still not doing that good at it. Well, the great thing about pros versus Joe's, Dave, is uh, everybody knows everybody here. That They know who's gone. They know who's not gone. Let's get through the seventh round because our drafters tonight just did as we uh, enter uh, the bottom half of our number one here. Latavius Murray, the number two running back, drafted by Mueller and Roach at the 701. I already told you about the quarterbacks, Watson to Friedman and Cabin. Uh, Andrew Luck to Sands and Turp, followed by three straight receivers, Sammy Watkins to Justin Boone, uh, Corey Davis to Mark and Amy Palmer, followed by Golden Tate at the 706 tonight to Jeff Manns. Rashad Penny, the fifth running back, drafted by David Hubbard tonight, and he'll tell you, well, I'm just going to keep taking them. You know, you guys draft your receivers, draft your tight ends. I'm going to keep taking these running backs. So he gets five running backs in his first seven picks. We'll see how he fills in the cracks after that. Austin Hooper, Goes off the board uh, tonight here at the uh, 7.08 is what it is. And I believe he is tight end nine. Yes, tight end nine off the board is Austin Hooper, the number one for Jared Smola. Uh, Baker Mayfield to Patrick Beasley as his starting quarterback. Austin Eckler to Sigmund Bloom as his number two running back here at the 7.10. Cortland Sutton to Mitchell and Clues at the 7.11. And then uh, Aaron Rodgers to Dave Richard from CBS Sports as his starting quarterback quarterback here in the seventh round quarterbacks are a plenty here dave well we didn't see anything um too out of the ordinary like we did last night we'll get to more of that in the eighth round but four quarterbacks go off the board here in the seventh round and i think anybody who is trying to get a quote semi-elite one that was sort of the cutoff uh i know you'll probably disagree with me given who just went at the 803 but th- th- we'll see how the quarterbacks are, are going to fly off the board after this i'm i'm a, a very interested and to see that, given, given that we have seen uh, one, one team without a tight no, two teams without a tight end right now. 
Uh, so we, we, we've kind of already seen where they're going. We'll see how the second wave comes in here. Anything stand out from you in the uh, seventh round here, Dave? Any picks you want to talk about? I, I, I guess the, the one, if I was to go one of these things that is not like the other, it'd probably be Austin Eckler at the 7-10, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad pick. Um, yeah, it's not a pick. I would have made it. He's just a, because he's supposed to deal with Justin Jackson and he's supposed to, you know, Melvin Gordon has to not play as much and he, he does have standalone value, but I think in the seventh round, it's just not kind of not the direction I would have headed, but that's, Sigmund Bloom, he's a great player, so, I mean, I, you know, it's hard to question him. Not too far off from his normal ADP either. Uh, Eckler normally going at the 805, so certainly uh, there's a lot to like there with Eckler. And, and with the standalone value, too, I think you pointed out, uh, he is going to catch passes uh, in that uh, Chargers offense this year. He did last year as well. And if Gordon were to hold out or if he were to get traded, if he were to go down, uh, that is only going to increase Austin Eckler's value. Want to remind everybody, if you are listening to the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour for the first time, we do this year-round Friday nights at 10, 9 central. Uh, we do have a live chat room. We have a different high stakes player on every single week to pick their brain, uh, get some insight into what they're doing in their drafts, their team management. That is year-round. On-demand streaming, always available for listening at any time. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Spreaker, Podbean, and Overcast. Pretty much anywhere there's podcasts, you will find us. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, spend the next hour and 24 minutes trying to figure that one out. At least give us two hours tonight. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into the uh, eighth round here, Dave. Eric Ebron. I know where I stand on Eric Ebron. Dave Richard takes him as his number one tight end, and we talked about the risk that he ran by not taking one in the uh, last turn that he had. Uh, it didn't really come back to bite him because there weren't a whole lot of tight ends that went off the board. How do you feel about Eric Ebron this year with the signing of Devin Funches? the drafting of Paris Campbell and the return of Jack Doyle. I am baiting you into something here. Uh, what was the question? Again? Jack Doyle, or excuse me, Eric Ebron this year. Do you like Eric Ebron at the 801? Oh, uh, you know, at the 801, it's not that bad. It's pretty, it's getting kind of late for Ebron, isn't it? What was his ADP again? I can tell you, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, over the last uh, three days in FFPC best ball draft state, Eric Ebron normally going at the 601. So yeah, so two rounds of value there. That's the thing is I don't generally take Ebron, and I probably wouldn't have, but, I mean, there at the 801, I'm for sure all on board with that spot. I when think, you didn't have a tight end, too, for, yeah, for Dave Yeah, I think that was really good value. I mean, also picking up Aaron Rodgers there at the 712, I think that was a really good turn for them. Sometimes uh, patience is rewarded, and it was rewarded for Dave Richard here. Well, well the thing that was nice is the way that this draft kind of fell for them. You, a lot of times you get these best ball drafts where someone will start stacking tight ends. They'll grab like two like two or three teams will take two tight ends, and all of a sudden that just screws it up for everybody else. But this is like a gentleman's draft for tight end because everyone's right. just taking their one tight end and then moving on and doing other positions. All right, uh, perfect. Um, we were just talking about Eckler, two Packer chiming in in the chat room. Hot yoga before the draft for Sigmund Bloom. Got to do that before you reach like that for Austin Eckler. Um, Shane Hallam says he likes Luck as his, uh, as his number two quarterback this year. Uh, and then I should also bring up... Uh, Sports betting man talking about uh, Golden Tate here, who went um, in the seventh round to Jeff Manns at the 706. He says, uh, uh, watch Golden Tate be a league-winning type flex. Two-packer, quit being nice. That was an expletive pick. <laughs> so Two-packer, <laughs> not a fan of that. 
Um, we'll get to uh, the, the eighth round here, but uh, Shane Hallam pointing out that he thought Curtis Samuel was a nice pick. And then Josh Mack, 22, Dave, wants to know what you think of the Carolina receivers this year. We kind of already talked about DJ Moore. I know you like Curtis Samuel, though, too. I do. I, I hate the fact that I, I drafted Samuel a lot as a rookie in Dynasty Leagues and then cut him because he didn't really do much of anything. I kind of ran out of roster room, big deal. And then I kept tra- I trying to trade back for him everywhere. And no one wants to trade. I was trying to trade, like, second-round picks whatever. No one trades him to me. I, I was, I'm so pissed. I think Samuel is a breakout player. He also had a high phenom score too. And he just took us, you know, one more year to break out because he came off that injury. If I told you, uh, I'm going to set the over under on Curtis Samuel catches this year at 44 way over. Really? Even you know, factoring Curtis, the injury. Into Curtis it. Samuel at, you know, over a certain number of weeks, I can't remember what the stat was. Okay. He was, the, he, was the, he had the same stats as DJ Moore last year during, you know, weeks blank to blank, you know, let's say six to 16. They were pretty equivalent as far as scoring goes. So, I mean, Samuel is a darn good player, and they got rid of Funches. There's plenty of targets available. Okay. I, I just didn't know because, I mean, he had that ankle or that foot thing coming out of Ohio State. He had problems kind of shedding that. And now, I mean, maybe it's behind him, but I don't know what the risk for re-injury for a foot injury like that is. Um, but certainly the price you're paying for He was for healthy him. last year all year, right? Uh, I don't know about all year. Maybe he was. I, I, I don't remember. Um, they, like, they didn't use him very much early on, then he kind of broke out later, and then – they finally realized that Funch just sucked, and then they started <laughs> playing him a lot more. You know what I mean? So um, just, let me just look at his game logs real quick. I mean, um, yeah, forget it. Go ahead. Okay, I'll, I'll, let, I'll, I'll, you look it up. I'll take everybody through the rest of the eighth round here. There's some other picks we should talk about as well. Kiki QT to Mitchell and Clues here at the 802, followed by Kyler Murray. Last night's quarterback five. He is tonight's quarterback six as Kyler Murray goes to Sigmund Bloom as his starting quarterback. Lamar Miller off the board as the number four running back for Patrick Beasley. First team to double up on tight ends does so in consecutive rounds. It's Draft Sharks' Jared Smola following up his seventh-round Austin Hooper with an eighth-round David Njoku. We just talked about Curtis Samuel going to uh, David Hubbard here as his number two receiver. Do you have those game longs, Dave? As long as yeah, I think he, actually, I think he did, did miss weeks 14 through 17, or at least I can't pull them up. Okay. All right, so he may have got shut down, but while he was healthy for the first part of the season, uh, he was certainly doing. He was well, cooking he had, along. Dave. Well, the early, the first like six or seven, first six weeks they barely used him, but then week seven, five for fifty-five in a touchdown, then two for seventeen in a touchdown, six for eighty-eight, four for eighty, uh, one for seventeen, seven for forty-one, and then two for seventy-two in a touchdown. Not great, but I mean reasonably decent for a part-time player. He was getting spot starts. Uh, I remember last year, and certain certain teams were using him. Um, yeah, everybody's echoing sort of your uh, your Funches take. Uh, Josh Mack, twenty-two. Funches always sucked. Uh, Shane P. Hallam, I like Funches coming out of Michigan, but he has always sucked. No Funches should mean reception and yards progression, though, therefore, Samuel. Uh, James Washington off the board as number four receiver for Jeff Manns. Royce Freeman, the number three running back, drafted by Mark and Amy Palmer here, so it's Gurley, Fournette, and Freeman for their backfield. Sterling Shepard off the board a little bit more than a round right after Golden Tate goes. Sterling Shepard goes to Justin Boone from score.com as his number four receiver, Marvin Jones and Larry Fitzgerald to Sands and Terp and Cabin and Friedman, respectively. Last pick of the eighth round, it is Matt Ryan uh, to Danny Mueller and Jeremy Roach. Matt Ryan, who, by the way, in FFPC best ball drafts, holds an identical ADP to one Baker Mayfield. You prefer Mayfield over Ryan? Yeah, but, I mean, not by much. I mean, just by a little bit. I mean, look at the value they picked up with Ryan and, and then the pick after that, which we're going to talk about soon. Let's talk about the 901 pick here because we've been talking a lot of Carolina. Now, you've been on the record that you think Christian McCaffrey is catching 350 passes this year. Oh, here we go. There's the radio First show. two months of the season by, by itself. 
Uh, DJ Moore is going to catch a lot of passes. Curtis Samuel, you believe, is going to catch a lot of passes. Thus, the transitive property, Dave, would state that you should be all over one Cameron Newton this year. Yeah, Cam is great. And you're, you are. You yeah, like I, I always like Cam. Quarterbacks are super deep, and, but he's coming off the shoulder surgery. But they say he looks good. I, I, I like Cam. He is quarterback 12 at the 908 right now, which I think is really good value. And I'll tell you what, if the prices stay like that for Cam Newton, I will be owning a lot of Cam Newton this year as well when you can get him as the 12th quarterback going off the board. No concerns about his surgically repaired shoulder, my friend? You know, I mean, there's always a little bit of concern, but I think he's, I think he's doing fine. Like I said, they say he's progressing nicely. I don't see any issues with that. I love, what, I love that Mueller and Roach, and you can tell that these guys do best ball all the time. Uh, when you're at that corner like that, taking Ryan and Cam Newton together, I was just going to ask back you about great. This. Yeah, I love it. I mean, this is even with with only two running backs on the roster. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's a little bit of a problem. But I mean, what they're trying to do, which didn't, as we're about to find out, didn't really work that much, is to force <laughs> the force the quarterback equation in a normal best ball league. This generally does work, where quarterbacks really start to fly off. I think in this league they're going to fly off in the 10th round, but we'll see, we'll see what happens shortly. For those of you scoring at home or even if you're alone, that is three Carolina Panthers for Mueller and Roach. Danny Mueller and Jeremy Roach take Christian McCaffrey at the 101, DJ Moore at the 412, and now Cam Newton here at the 901. Miles Sanders, he is the number two running back for Cabin and Freeman from the Action Network. Miles Sanders going at the 902 tonight. Dallas Goddard, not a starting tight end for his own team. He is a starting tight end for Sands and Terpoli, as I believe they are the last, yes, that is correct, the last team to take a tight end. Hand in the cookie jar on that one, Dave, a little bit, as Goddard is now their starter. And Dave Terp is a Schmeagles fan. Wait, wait, maybe he knows something that we don't. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's reading the Philadelphia, I'm not whatever, gonna, whatever the Philadelphia defunct paper is. Yeah, I'm not the, yeah, I don't even know what it is. Inquirer, maybe? Um, Evening, night. Daily papers. Dispatch. <laughs> Anybody know the local, the local, what do they call those rags? Something uh, fish rags? Is that what they're called? The local fish rag in Philly? Birdcage liner? I don't know. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> um, he, yeah, he was like, ah, th- there's no value with Ertz in the second round. Give me Goddard in the ninth. Which, and there's a lot of, I mean, he's those guys aren't the only Goddard fans this year. There's plenty of Dallas Goddard fans uh, roaming these parts that will be taking him fairly high in drafts. Uh, he, the guy's throwing to him in real life is Carson Wentz, and he goes with the very next pick to Justin Boone from the score. Delaney Walker. Uh, the corpse of Delaney Walker still uh, tra- troping around these draft boards here, Dave, as Delaney Walker goes off the board at the 905 to the Palmers as their starting tight end. Oh, so I take that back. They were the last team without a tight end, and they get Delaney Walker there. Dante Moncrief uh, off the board as the fifth receiver from Jeff Manns. Trey Burton is the backup tight end drafted by David Hubbard to go with Vance McDonald. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, or as the kids call him, MVS, is the third receiver drafted by Jared Smola. Uh, one of Dave's favorites this year, Jalen Samuels, is the number five running back taken by Patrick Beasley. He now has two receivers and five. Count them, five running backs. Interesting strategy. Uh, Jordan Howard, not, say, not saying it's bad. Um, no, but you, were, it, you were inferring those. No, well, if I listen, no, listen, I did not infer that. You, what's, what's oh, the, okay, I'm saying it. Okay, well, I didn't. Well, I mean, you, 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 take the, you take Hopkins and you take Diggs in the first four rounds, and then you kind of just give up that wide receiver advantage that you had and just let it go to everybody else. But he did make up for it with Ertz and Mayfield. Something to be said for that. No, but they're, they're different positions. I'm just, you know, That's I, what I'm saying. Like, you can, you can have no, a bit no, of re- 
it's, yeah, it's fine to take Ertz and Mayfield. That's great. But, I mean, then you take all those running backs and then just kind of give up on receiver and let everybody else catch up. And now you're taking wide receivers like 48 and 55 or whatever with your next receiver picks. Well, maybe he'll take We'll see how they are. I mean, yeah. they're going to be great picks. So yeah. This pick right here might be outstanding. Yes, yeah, it says Patrick Beasley on the clock here in the 10th round. Uh, let's wrap up the ninth here. Jordan Howard right after uh, Jalen Samuels to Sigmund Bloom. That is his number three running back. Drew Brees to Jason Mitchell and Kevin Clues at the uh, 9-11 here as their starting quarterback. And uh, D.D. Westbrook off the board at the 9-12 with Dave Richard. What am I missing on D.D. On Westbrook? I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan. have never really been that big of a fan. And it seems like there's, there's uh, well, a, a little bit of a hype train. Okay, well, they have an improved quarterback play. You don't have Bortles anymore. You yeah, have Nick, Nick Foles. Foles right? yep. um, he's a third-year player, so there's a third-year breakout. That's one of the things. And the, the team kind of has a need for a number one wide receiver. So who is that going to be? Um, is it DJ Chark who goes in like the 23rd round? It doesn't seem like it. I mean, he's got the right. typical size and speed. Uh, Keelan Cole. I mean, is it one of the, is it the other guys? Uh, you know, I don't really normally draft Jags wide receivers, but Westbrook seems to be kind of the guy that people are targeting to be the number one receiver on the team and possibly then a top, you know, 25 or whatever receiver. Right. Um, I don't know if that's, I don't know if I believe that or anything. Well, I mean, I, listen, we don't, the stuff we say on this show, I it just, <laughs> we don't have to believe it. it it's just, and, you know, and, and Marquise Lee's coming back from injury. I mean, there's that. And then Chris Conley, he's been kind of, he's always been like a metrics person, but he's never really done anything in the NFL. Didn't they draft the tight end that you kind of like for dynasty purposes? Oh yeah. Josh Oliver. Josh I like, Oliver, I like yeah. him a lot actually for dynasty. Purposes. Okay. All right. And you know, like out of the backfield, I don't think there's any luminary pass catcher there that's uh, ready to steal a bunch of looks from Nick Foles, but you're right. I mean, like improved quarterback play, should help, no question. Um, Marquez Valdez-Scantling here uh, at the uh, 908. I don't think that this is a player that you would want to be in business with. You've already cited Why? your con- – well, because you've already cited concerns with the Green Bay passing game. Yeah, but I, I've told you I like MVS. I swear you don't listen to what I say. I don't. I clearly Obviously I don't. you don't. Yeah, no. I don't like Geronimo Allison. I like MVS. I've liked him a long time. I own him in like five dynasty leagues. So, okay. yeah, I do – like, well, well, but that's dynasty. Why do you like him? Well, why do you like him for redraft this year with Lafleur? Well, Aaron Rodgers is still a forty-some or forty-some hundred-yard quarterback. He's still a Pro Bowler, awesome player. And Devontae Adams, and then you have you know the ghost of Jimmy Graham. He's getting older, right? So I mean, the number two receiver for Green Bay, granted, it's a different system, has generally done fine. Even the number three sometimes has done well. If you remember James Jones back then, right? Uh, so yeah, I like MVS, and there's a, he's a player that. They've been ranting and raving about saying that he's made for this offense and all that <laughs> ranting crap. Ranting and raving. Yeah, you know. You yeah, know. Devontae Adams actually has been praising MBS quite a bit. Yeah, so, I mean, so, you, know, you have Equimania St. Brown. You and have uh, Jamon Moore, Moore. Jake Kumaro. Um, <laughs> Trevor like Davis. Yaman Moore. I yeah, feel like. Yaman Moore. Yes, I mean. Is that what it is? Is that how you pronounce it? No, it's Jamon Moore, but. Oh, or Yaman sure. or nine. Oh, well, um, whatever. I like MBS. Yeah, I was. I thought it was Yaman. It is. Okay, there you go. I, anyway. This is, this is the Can we start the show over? Marquez Valdez-Scantling has been running, at least in minicamp, as the outside receiver with Geronimo Allison in the slot. However, I can tell you this, too. Uh, based on everything I've read about the Packers, everything I've heard, Adams, Allison, MVS have been on the field uh, more than any other receiver. They've also been moving around quite a bit. Adams has been in the slot. Allison's been in the slot. MVS has been in the slot. So maybe we'll see a lot of that this year, too with this Packers offense. Moving on. Rodgers, 16 of 19 for 194 yards and two touchdowns and uh, 54 rushing attempts. Uh, what a great game by the Packers. Yeah, well, 
Hey, what, whatever it translates into W's, I'm, I'm a fan of. Whatever. I only care about fantasy. I know you don't. Uh, I, I know that you do. You only care about <laughs> fantasy. Ronald Jones, the number five running back for Dave Richard here. As he, we kick off the 10th round, a lot of running backs in this round. Geronimo Allison to Mitchell and Clues as their number uh, six receiver. Damian Harris to Sigmund Bloom. Jarek McKinnon to Patrick Beasley. So he goes with another running back there. Um, that might have been a spite pick because he didn't care for what you said about his receivers, Dave. Good job, buddy. Darius Yice to uh, Jared Smola there. DraftSharks.com takes the Washington quasi-rookie running back. Uh, Russell Wilson is the first quarterback drafted by David Hubbard. Uh, he wow, now wait for guys. Wow. He, yes, and he uh, Hubbard now has um, one more receiver than quarterback on his team. Ito Smith to Jeff Manns right after that to uh, pair with Devontae Freeman. You like that stack in a best ball? Devontae Freeman, Ito Smith? I do. I love it, actually. Yeah, I think that's a really great – unlike all of his receiver picks after Tyreek Hill, I think that's a great selection. He actually already also has uh, Tevin Coleman on his team, Dave, so he has the entire 2018 Falcons backfield on, <laughs> on his roster nice. for 10 rounds. Yeah. That is hard to do. It's like Monopoly. Ben Roethlisberger to Mark and Amy Palmer is their starting quarterback. Uh, Justin Boone backing up his quarterback, Carson Wentz, with one Jameis Winston. Of course, former uh, number one overall pick and led Florida State to a national championship, Jameis Winston. Mark Andrews is backing up uh, Mike Sands and Dave Terp's team here uh, at tight end as Andrews goes to Goddard. Dave, what's the over-under in weeks that Andrews starts in this format over Goddard? Oh, 10? <laughs> so it's, so a better, it's a much better pick. Let, let's look at this let, let's silver lining here. Great pick by Mark or great pick of Mark Andrews here in the tenth round is the way to look at it. You know, Goddard could be all right. I mean, he's a super talented player. I think he's I I love him as a player actually. Uh, he's just blocked by Earth to some extent. They're gonna throw to him a lot. Okay, so fair enough. Goddard let's, might be all right. Let's uh let's finish up the round here. Kyle Rudolph backing up Evan Ingram for uh Cabin and Friedman, and then Deontay Foreman is the tenth round pick, the final pick of the 10th round here to Miller and Roach as their number three running back. No concerns with their backfield for you? Maybe a little bit of concern? Uh, you know, I mean, we'll see how it turns out, right? But I think McCaffrey and Murray, this is, that's the way they constructed their team on purpose. That's why the receivers are awesome, and Henry is a great, a great player, and they, they've got great quarterbacks. What the, right now, they're just kind of sort of weak at RB2, and they're weak in, at, at RB3 for sure. So that's, you know, whatever. It's, it's okay. Now, I know you're concerned. You've got to be concerned because I know you don't like Miles Sanders with the Friedman Cabin backfield. I know the, foundation, yes, I am concerned about the that. foundation has only been built yet, yet but uh, the walls could be a little bit shaky at running back they, yeah, they, for the Action Network squad. Their receivers are fantastic. In fact, they could probably you know, cut out receiver for another four rounds or so because they've got five now. Uh, so they could, do, they could do all right. There's still plenty of running backs out there actually in rounds 12 through 15 that, that are you know, the pass-catching backs, other, other guys I don't want to name. Uh, there's a lot of options out there. Well, we will name them when they go off the that board. That Darius Geis picked up. What is, what is his ADP, man? He was he went like the seventh round yesterday. This is like the 10:05. You did go much higher. Darius Geis normal ADP at the 7:04 over the last three days. That's three. That's 36 picks. 37 picks of value for Smola. That is incredible. And he could even do some other stuff if he wants to coming up. So we'll see what happens. Ah, I screwed it up. He should have taken Geis the round before and the round before that. So <laughs> I'm not going to give him too much. He's like, price. I hate Geis. I hate Geis. Oh damn it! Fine, I'll take yeah. it. Like, okay, all of a sudden I sort of like him. Uh, Damien Harris, what do you make of this pick here at the uh, 10.03 tonight, Dave? You're not a Sony Michelle guy, I know. Um, and Damien Harris, a guy that the Patriots invested a third-round pick in, a guy who uh, does not have a ton of mileage on him, given that the uh, um, Alabama Crimson Tide has a cornucopia of running backs seemingly every single year. Last year was no different. You like a Damien Harris in the 10th? Because I think I do. I do, too. You know, Harris, there's, you know, 
college football metrics, that uh, gentleman liked Harris. R.C. Fisher? R.C. Fisher. He liked Harris as much as Josh Jacobs, actually, and other people did as well. Jay- wow. Harris, Harris, you know, that, that shouldn't be a wow. You know why it shouldn't be? All right, tell me. Because the team, the Alabama, played Harris more than they played Jacobs. He was more productive than Jacobs. But, you know, I guess the, the whole draft goes on, and he's better for the NFL, this or that. And then, you know, what te- who takes Jacobs? One of the worst organizations <laughs> in all of football history. And who takes but Harris? With one of the one greatest of the best, GMs. One of the best organizations in football history. So, yeah, you have to believe in it. And, you know, Sony Michelle is on the active pup list already. Right. Last night, you know, Michelle today actually I think went at kind of where he should go, and it was like the sixth round. Last night he went the 312. Very high three, three, yesterday, yeah, much, much lower tonight. I think Harris is a nice pick there to, get, you know, to answer your question. I wonder if, um, you know, because Patrick Beasley took Michelle in the sixth, I wonder if he would have taken Damian Harris instead of uh, Jarek McKinnon had Harris been available. Harris went one pick before he uh, uh, went in the tenth round. I mean – He's been stacking running backs like crazy. So he doesn't he care. Have, obviously not. He could have taken Harris in the eighth round when he took Lamar Miller. He should have taken him in the ninth round when he took Jalen Samuels. If he really wanted him, he could have taken him. Okay. Um, Ronald Jones in the tenth. <sighs> Listen, I, I – I, uh, You can't argue with last year's stats with Rojo. I mean, I, I want him to be good, but, he, man, he had like 40 rushing yards on the year. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> he, I, he averaged like one-something yards a carry. Yeah. Now it's a new year. They've it been is. talking him up yeah. in, in Tampa, no question. But you know what they have not been talking up, and you know what really hasn't changed from last year, and and maybe it has behind closed doors, and I'm not seeing it. I, I, where's where's the pass catching opportunity going to come from with with Ronald Jones? I mean, he he didn't catch it last year. We know Peyton Barber can do it with a plum. We've heard the Duke Johnson rumors to to Tampa. Um, there there's another Tampa Bay running back down there that 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 I know people like. So I I look at Ronald Jones here in the tenth. Seems like a good value, but I don't know. Maybe not so much. It's an interesting point because Rojo was not a pass catcher in college, and the argument was that they just didn't throw to the running backs that USC didn't. And I kind of bought into that, actually. And then you just – he was so bad last year, in both in preseason and in the regular season, that you just can't – there's just so little to go on at this point, other than that he was good in college, and he was a fast – he's a fast player, a good running back. He's gained, he's gained weight, and whether that's good or bad, we'll find out. I mean, he could make him more sluggish to be a negative about it. I mean, who knows? Uh, Shane P. Helm chiming in in the chat says he likes Geis in the 10th, low risk, high reward. He doesn't want any Patriot running backs this year. And he says Bruce Arians will get Jones to, uh, to catch this year. So hopefully there you go. I like it. for the one dynasty squad, I still have him on. I got him in a couple. <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I yeah. never, I didn't trade him at all. Uh, Dave Shioto, by the way, former guest of this show, uh, says that you better get a Velcro <laughs> to, uh, to get him to catch. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the 11th round here, Dave. Um, I kind of went backwards in that analysis, so flip it to the left end of the board here. 1101 is Jack Doyle as the uh, backup tight end for Mueller and Roach. Dak Prescott, the second quarterback drafted by uh, Matthew Friedman and Dave Cabin. Anthony Miller to Sands and Terp to Sean Jackson off the board to Justin Boone. Greg Olson, uh, the backup tight end drafted for uh, Delaney Walker here to the Palmers. Kirk Cousins as the starting quarterback. For Jeff Mann, that's such a bulky pick right there. You wait, you wait, you wait, you get Kirk Cousins, and you talk yourself into, I'm totally fine with him being my number one quarterback. And you know what? Quite frankly, I am. <laughs> you look at all that running back and receiver yeah, capital. He you know I know you don't like the receivers he drafted, but he does have a bunch there. Oh, yeah, you're right. He does have a bunch, and if I'm wrong and he's right, then those receivers are going to be fantastic. His running backs look good. I have no problem with him taking Cousins at, in the 11th round. The question is who's left for him in the 12th and 13th and wherever. If he, I guess we'll just see what, where he ends up. I, I look at the whole, when you're looking at basketball, you have to look at the whole trilogy or dual, you know, the, the two quarterbacks that they're taking. So right. we'll see. 
Um, the first uh, team with three tight ends uh, does it in 11 rounds here, and Mike Gesicki is that third tight end. Uh, the final one of the trilogy, as you would say here, as Mike Gesicki goes to David Hubbard, Vance McDonald, Trey Burton, Mike Gesicki. You can uh, do a lot worse than that for tight ends. So I like, uh, I like that trio there. Manuel Sanders to Jared Smola after that as his number four receiver. Uh, quarterbacks are going to start going here fast and furious until they don't. Jared Goff to Patrick Beasley as his backup quarterback. Jimmy Graham off the board uh, to Sigmund Bloom at the 11-10. Uh, Kareem Hunt at the 11-11 to Mitchell and Clues. And then Phil Rivers ending things here in the 11th round to Dave Richard as his backup to Aaron Rodgers. Go ahead with your point. I don't, Jerry Goff, I don't get it. What, what happened? Did he, uh, did he get hurt this today? Not to my knowledge, Where, where does he normally get taken? Like, maybe 11 or 12? Uh, well, Dave, I can tell like, you Kirk that. Kirk Cousins normally goes, like, eight, eight or nine quarterbacks later or something like that. QB 13 is where Jared Goff normally gets taken. And he, where does Cousins, who went before him to Mans, usually go? He normally goes, Jared Goff normally goes at the 908. Uh, Kirk Cousins is drafted on average as the QB 21. 21? <laughs> at the 1108. 1108. So, and, and again, that's fine. And the value, I mean, Jeff Mans actually took Cousins where he kind of gets taken. But I just, I'm just i kind of astonished that Jared Goff, I mean, maybe he doesn't like him for whatever reason, but, I mean, he passed on Goff. I mean, uh, it's fine. Right. If you like Cousins better, you like him better. Um, let's talk about that Mike Kosicki pick. Ryan Poole, who actually drafted from the two-hole in last night's draft, chiming in in the chat room, saying that that's pretty early for Mike Kosicki. And I looked, and his ADP is actually in the 14th round, normally going off the board at the 14.03 as tight end 23. David Hubbard takes him here as his number three tight end. I'm not really going to bother to count how many tight ends go off the board, but I believe it was like between 15 and 20, and he takes Mike Gesicki there. Yeah, you, you know, it's, it's his third tight end. It's fine. If that's, okay. the one he, if that's the one he likes better, I, I get it. Did we talk at all about Kareem Hunt last night? I feel like we, we did a little bit. Okay, all right. I, I was not as big of a fan because I, right. the fact that he's missing the first eight weeks is, uh, is a problem for me. Um, final pick that I want to talk about before we get to quarterback Palooza here in the 12th round. Didn't you say that the quarterbacks, you thought they go in the 10th round tonight? That's when everybody taking them. Oh uh, yeah. And some did go, but yeah, not yeah. to the extent that you really, after, uh, Jeff Manns apparently opened up the spigot in the 11th <laughs> round when he, uh, when he took his, he first broke one. the spigot off. Yeah, exactly. I think that's like, what it was. Oh, that, if Manns took one, we got to start right. going. And then, yeah. Then everybody got on board. Uh, the last pick I want to talk about in the 12th round here, as long as it has been a Carolina Panthers show, let's talk about Greg Olson. Um, he does not go nearly as high as he used to in his heyday, um, talking about potentially retiring after this season, talked about potentially retiring after last season, decided to come back after all those foot issues that he was having. It's the 11th round. They all have warts. Uh, in, in some <laughs> cases, some of them have foot casts. Uh, Greg Olson in the 11th round, would you get on board there? Could you, could you, if you already had a tight end on your roster and his name was Delaney Walker, would you be soaking another pick? into Greg Olson there in the 11th round and just hoping for the best. You know, if it were my draft, and I'm looking at the, the tight ends that went after, and I have to mention one, I would have probably taken Herndon, who actually went, you know, like 13 picks later. Sorry to get ahead of myself. That's all right. But, I mean, he has Delaney Walker. He already has an old part. Why have another old part when you can get a young guy who's going to miss the first four weeks? What is it kind of a breakout potential player? That's kind of where I would have gone. Or, you know, I guess Gasicki, but I actually like Herndon best out of those, even with okay. even missing the games. So. All right, fair enough. Uh, all those old guys, you know, you have all the old, those old tight ends that are, uh, maybe they'll be all right. Maybe, you know, they're for one last swan song. There's like three or four of them. 
Uh, and some of them have not been selected. Here they either. come. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. Uh, you're listening to the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour coverage of the 2019 FFPC Pros versus Joe's Draft tonight. We're broadcasting League Number Two. It is the It's Not About Money League tonight. A Rocky themed um, uh, league names for all of them this when year. Did they ever say that? What do you mean? It's not about money. I don't. Know. I don't get it. Uh, the well, I, I assume given that the, the is that a quote? Yeah, I would assume given the photo that goes with this, it is when. Um, uh, Rocky Balboa scheduled a fight with uh, Ivan Drago. Oh, that's right. And uh, it was not about the money for him. It's a little bit personal. Spoiler <laughs> alert: uh, Ivan Drago. Yeah, if you haven't seen Rocky Four, tough shit. Uh, yeah, it, it, Ivan Drago uh, killed one of uh, Rocky's good friends. Won't tell you the the name of the friend, but uh, it happened. <laughs> and you should go out and watch it because all those Rocky movies are great. All right, let's get into uh, the twelfth well, round here. First four are good. Uh, did you watch the um? Like the newest one, the Rocky Balboa. Uh, no. Uh, where he's fight, he, it's the video game one where. Dude, I, you know, I, get, I, I, it's tough for me to go past three of any, okay. anything. Because, you know, like, you know, once Police Academy three came out, I'm like, all right. That's you didn't like normal. Citizens on Patrol? Yeah, yeah, that was all right. But I mean, what I was go, the Miami one when they're I in didn't Miami? Go, I didn't go past that. I have to look this you up. Know, yeah, you should end it always with a trilogy. You know, just you know who did a perfect trilogy? Porky's. Porky's 1, Porky's even, 2, and Porky's 3. I didn't know there was they a were, Porky's 3. Oh, they were all great. I had them on a VHS videotape, the six-hour SLP. The whole three, the Porky's trilogy, the deal with Ball Bricker, yeah. that was outstanding. All right. That's how you do it. All right, so so just, okay, I was wrong. It was five. <laughs> so there's Police Academy, Police Academy 2, their first assignment. Police Academy 3, back in training, which, by the way, that's an underrated one. Nobody talks about that one. Police no Ca- one talks about Police Academy, Police Academy uh, 4, Citizens on Patrol, that's another one of my guilty pleasures. I think I've only seen the Miami one. This is Police Academy 5, Assignment Miami Beach. I think I only saw that once. <laughs> Police Academy 6, did City you, Under Siege. That came did out you see all of these? 1989. Oh. No, I never saw 6. I, I stopped at 5. Who, what, um, it was like, what, where, were the characters still? I mean, were some still like Tackleberry? Was he in it the whole time? Uh, I, don't, I don't remember him being in every single one. I know that uh, Gutenberg was in all of them. Actually, well, no, that's no, not even true. I was going to say, even Gutenberg had to leave once they went straight to video yeah. for a while. He had to take off. So the last uh, the last one was, and they they stopped using the numbers in the last one. It was just Police <laughs> Academy, Mission to Moscow. And, <laughs> straight to video. Well, you know what's funny about this is is they came out every year, Dave. 84, 85, 86, 87, 88, 89, and then they waited five years, and then in 94 they came out with nice. Mission to Moscow and then never made another hey, you know, one. Shane Helm, naked gun, 33 and a third. Oh, now, see, I'm now, telling see, you. This is what we're talking about. This is great stuff. This is great. Those naked gun movies They're great. will be on, and I never make a point to watch them, but if they come on, I'll leave them on. And just my, I like my guts will hurt afterward. <laughs> I laugh so damn hard at all. Uh, just the, the the writing, the the deadpan um, reaction to jokes, yeah, the so slapstick comedy. It's got everything, man. I mean, it's like the perfect sandwich. Yeah, you, you can't even say hilarity ensues because everything is hilarity. There's no time for anything to ensue. <laughs> and the, those are some of the greatest pieces of comedy ever written, ever acted, ever shot. Nice beaver. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> I just had to stop. <laughs> I, that that opening where where he's sitting with the lobsters at the dinner. I think that was two and a half. Where yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my god, it just it never. No, 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 and so, and to give our viewers, listeners, um, if you haven't seen, there's the six part series from the Files of Police Squad. That was actually uh, oh yeah a, yeah a TV show. Yep, it was six episodes I think. Yep, and uh, Leslie Nielsen starred. So it's actually kind of like almost a prequel. Well, what's to it, what's the name of, with George? Um, who is the um the the his partner? 
I forgot. It. I, I got to look this up. You're now. the one. We're doing this other. We're we're doing another podcast here. Yeah. We're actually. This isn't the movie podcast. Yeah. I no. It's a. Uh, Bucky's looking this up. We got a lot of quarterbacks going on. <laughs> very fam- Very famous. Uh, very George Kennedy. That's oh, who yeah, I was saying. He's in the police squad too. Yeah, okay. those are great. Moving on. I'm sorry. Listen, we're doing six of these. You're you're, you're going to get your fantasy. So, yeah, yeah. Watch the police squad if you haven't seen it. The six things from the files of the police squad are great. Jordan Reed leading things off here at the 1201 to Dave Richard as his uh, second tight end. Josh Allen is the backup quarterback for Mitchell and Clues here at the 1202. Mitchell Trubisky uh, to Sigmund Bloom as his backup to Kyler Murray. And then uh, Patrick Beasley, I believe, is the first team. Yes, he is the first team with three quarterbacks as he gets Lamar Jackson to go with Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff there. So certainly a very sexy trio, as the kids on Insta would say. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo right after that. Uh, so a mini run there of four straight quarterbacks. Uh, Jared Smola grabbing Jimmy Garoppolo. Justin Jackson, uh, the second Jackson drafted in this round, to David Hubbard. as he, uh, he You know, we'll, we'll talk about what, what Hubbard and Beasley are doing here in a second. But Justin Jackson goes off the board to David Hubbard here in the mid-12th. Tom Brady backing up Kirk Cousins for uh, Jeff Manns here in the 12th round. Matthew Stafford doing the same for the Palmers to Ben Roethlisberger. Chris Herndon, who Dave actually already mentioned, uh, going off the board as the number two tight end to Justin Boone. Peyton Barber uh, to Sands and Terp here as their number four running back in the 12th round. A little bit of a mini running back run that we're going to stop here in a second uh, and we wrap up the 12th round. Naheem Hines to Cabin and Friedman as the penultimate pick of the 12th round, and then Carlos Hyde, the number four running back, drafted by Mueller and Roach. He is the final pick of round number 12 tonight. All right. We're going to get into team analysis here in roughly 20, 25 minutes, Dave, but I want to do a little bit of a uh, Notes version of it, um, talking about what Dave Hubbard and Patrick Beasley, two noted FFPC Joes here, what have they done? They've drafted two receivers, through 13 rounds of this FFPC best ball draft. Can you win doing that? Is this something that they can pull off? Are they pulling it off right now? Um, no, I, mean, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think you can do it. Christian Kirk and Curtis Samuel um, are the uh, two receivers for David Hubbard, uh, Patrick Beasley, DeAndre Hopkins, and Stefan Diggs off the board as the only two receivers. Now remember, FFPC format, for anybody who's not familiar with it, it is a one quarterback, two running back, two receiver, one tight end, one kicker, one defense, two flex. So you could start uh, three tight ends. You could start four receivers, four running backs, but you only have to start two running backs. You only have to start two receivers. So certainly they are using that to their advantage here, um, and I use advantage loosely because I, I don't think this is something that Dave or I would do. Um, I know Patrick Beasley drafts a ton of um, – uh, uh, best ball leagues. So he, you know, he's way more familiar with this uh, than I am, but uh, this is an interesting strategy and we, we will see how these teams end up as we're coming up on the halfway point of this draft, Dave, but man, I just, I, I, I don't, I don't think I could, you know, regardless of how strong my backs and my tight ends are, and even my quarterbacks are, this is not, this is, it's too naked for me. As Dave Hubbard would say, he's running naked at receiver right now, and that's not something I'm comfortable with. Well, you know, it's like you go to the gym. I mean, and, you know, people are just they're doing bench press all the time. They're doing curls, bench, curls, bench, and then their legs are like twigs. You know, you yeah. have to do some. You have to do some legs. Leg you have to do legs. You have to do back. You have to do something. You can't just be Mr. Upper Body. So I feel like you have to have some amount of balance when you're drafting. Now, uh, Shane Hallam so aptly uh, pointing this out in the chat room. 
We've seen a team win with one tight end, this, this contest. You can win with anything. Oh, we didn't bring it up last night on purpose, but here it comes. Well, I mean, I, we're, I'm going to stay away from it, but if it organically uh, comes up, uh, I, I'm going to bring it up. But Tim McCullough from Roto Experts famously won this competition in 20, boy, 14, 2015, drafting Antonio Gates as his only tight end and uh, won the whole thing. So congratulations to him. Um, Shane Hallam also wants to know, I don't know if we should bring this up yet. And I'm a little nerd. I'm, I'm yeah, checking. The player hasn't been drafted. Let's not. I, it. yeah, I, okay. Let's, let's, let's wait on that. Let's, like, it was a Funches. Funches uh, yeah, got drafted. Yeah, no, I know Funches did. Oh yeah. Oh no, they both got drafted here in the 13th round. I'll tell you what, let's go through the 13th round and this will be a natural segue into oh, this question. So great, Paul. Yeah. But when you say the segue out loud, it, it, it's not great. And now it's bad. Uh, yes, exactly. When you have to say, hey, what a great segue, it means you sucked at it. All right, Alexander Madison is the first uh, pick off the board here at the 1301 to Hubbard, or excuse me, to Roach and Mueller. Uh, I got Hubbard on the brain now, apparently. Uh, Alexander Madison uh, going there. Uh, Matt Breida off the board to Cabin and Friedman here from the Action Network at the 1302. Sam Darnold is the second quarterback drafted by Sands and Turp. Uh, excuse me, Turp. Uh, John Brown right after that to Justin Boone from the score. Adrian Peterson, one of your faves, Dave. Uh, one of your faves, Dave. Mark and Amy Palmer take Adrian Peterson here at the 1305. For references' sake, his ADP is the 1202. Uh, excuse me, 1212. A little bit of value there, I guess. Nice. I mean, he's been moving up, so that's that actually is value. Um, no. And, uh, yeah, and uh, Small is screwed up by not taking him. Noah Fant to uh, Jeff Manns. Uh, Chase. Oh, well, okay, so. For what it's worth, it's his number four running back. So, so, so you think in, in a best ball format, and I'm, I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but I'm about to. Um, in a best ball format, you think handcuffing is actually, uh, you know, pretty valuable, even if it is not your number one or number two running back. Well, it depends on what you're talking about, right? I mean, in this situation, he's talking about locking up the Redskins backfield by taking Peterson with an injury-prone guy like Geis. He got three rounds of value on Geis, and then he takes an injury-prone Injured player, Emmanuel Sanders in the 11th round, which, again, it's not a bad pick. It's fine. But he really didn't need to do that, even though he was a little bit short at receiver. He could have taken Peterson a full two rounds earlier. It's still gotten Funches and Tyrell Williams. And his receivers would be Julian Edelman, Jeffrey, MVS, Funches, and Tyrell Williams. And his four running backs, I mean, you have Mixon, Gordon, Aaron Jones, and then Geis slash Peterson. That's pretty right. damn good. That's just my take. Uh, Shane Hallam saying Adrian Peterson was a steal there. Uh, right after him goes Noah Fant as the number two tight end drafted by Jeff Manns. Chase Edmonds to uh, Dave Hubbard here. Devin Funches off the board to uh, Jared Smola, followed by the rookie, TJ Hawkinson, to Patrick Beasley as his number two tight end. Justice Hill, the rookie from Baltimore, goes to Sigmund Bloom here as his number five running back. And Devin Singletary, another rookie. So three straight rookies. Nope, make it four. Devin Singletary goes to Mitchell and Clues, followed by Paris Campbell to Dave Richard from CBSSports.com. Now, Shane Hallam in the chat room as we uh, teased this earlier. He Shane, wants to Shane P. Hallam. Don't Shane P. Hallam. Excuse me. Shane P. Hallam. It just in, sounds more prestigious. In the uh, in the chat room, he wants to know um, who's better this year, Paris Campbell or Devin Funches. Who do you like, Dave? Because they both went this round fairly close to each other. Devin Funches was uh, acquired by the Colts via free agency. Paris Campbell was acquired by the Colts via the draft. Which one do you like better? For this format, this draft. You know, I'm a, you know, I still own Funches on a couple of dynasty teams. Uh, I don't own Paris Campbell at all. 
I would think even in redraft, I would probably be fading off of Devin Funches. I just even though he's you know it's a change of scenery, and he was a really young receiver coming out. I guess if there's a chance that I've you know I've always tried to believe in Funches, but I might miss it. I mean, if he comes out and breaks out now with luck, I just totally I just blew it. You know, I got right. saw the whole way with Funches, and I just don't believe in it. They took Campbell early enough that I think that he's going to emerge at some point during the year, and Funches loses time. If not like Curtis Samuel, but maybe even in in training camp, maybe Funches you know shows his you know he doesn't catch all that great routes, aren't that good, and all that stuff. Yes. Well, what what does he do, Dave? He's tall. He's pretty big. He's like, <laughs> he's like the Calvin Johnsons, like you know, if like the movie Twins, right? Yeah. He got all the bad crap, like Danny DeVito, and Calvin Johnson got all the good crap. So. He's the same size, though. Uh, Ryan Poole, actually, who uh, drafted last night, uh, says that he'd rather take the risk in the rookie over Campbell, and he actually did do that uh, because he drafted Paris Campbell last night, and you called him a dart throw, which I, it's a little bit – it's two different conversations <laughs> we're having here. Funches it is a dart versus, throw. I still fun, think it is a dart throw. Fun, yes, exactly. Punches versus Campbell is much different than I, I Campbell know, versus the world. I called out on Twitter for it. I liked it. it was, you know, it's fine. It, it's not a – a dart throw is not bad. I used to play darts. I like throwing at I like right. throwing for triple twenties. Some dart throws are are very skilled. <laughs> it's very true. If you suck at darts, then I, I, that's what the thing is. What if you're really good at darts? Because then a dart throw is good. It's the end of the thirteenth round, it's you know it's fine. You're that's what that's what you're going to be doing. I mean, you know, Josh Gordon gets drafted in that range. John Brown gets drafted there. Those are dart throws. I mean, they really are. All right. All right, moving on to the 14th round here, Dave, because um, we have a defense off the board. And for the second straight night, the first defense drafted is indeed the Chicago Bears. Then a mini tight end run here after Richard takes the Bears. Darren Waller to Mitchell and Clues. Jason Witten to Sigmund Bloom as his number three tight end. Tyler Eifert as the number three tight end for uh, Patrick Beasley. And you get Tyrell Williams, the Raiders receiver, to Jared Smola here at the 1405. 1406 is Josh Gordon as uh, the number three receiver for Dave Hubbard. Nikhil Harry, his real-life teammate, goes one pick after that to Jeff Manns. Kalen Balaj is the running back that the Mark and Amy Palmer have uh, selected here in the 14th round. Giovanni Bernard right after that to Justin Boone. Uh, Andy Isabella, a, uh, sort of one of the mascots of this show, I think we can say. <laughs> Not the mascot. That's, of course, at Tupacker. But Andy Isabella here goes off the board to Sands and Terp. Andy Dalton is the third quarterback drafted by Friedman and Cabin. And then Michael Gallup to round things up here in the 14th round. The receiver from Dallas goes to uh, the team of Danny Miller and Jeremy Roach. Okay, so let's talk about Darren Waller. Uh, this is a guy that's kind of, I don't want to say he's come out of nowhere, but I know the coaching staff has, has sort of talked him up in Oakland. That is kind of a, I mean, really, I think if there's one description you could say, it's kind of, now granted all the, you know, DV guys and the dynasty players are going to be like, oh, I knew about I Darren Waller. I believe it's Waller. pronounced Debbie. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, DV. Uh, <laughs> it's like they're deviant by playing DV leagues. Uh, Waller's been, you know, talked about for many years. He's a big dude, former wide receiver. What, he played for Georgia Tech, was it? Is that right? Or I can look for... that up for you, Dave. So, but, you know, he's never really done much of anything, but he's always been this, like, he's kind of like uh, the poor man's seven punches. But he's now transitioned to tight end. Oakland needs a tight end, so maybe he does amount to something. It's a dart throw. Uh, it is. He <laughs> did play college football at Georgia Tech. Also, he's the great-grandson of jazz legend Fats Waller. Oh, man, I wonder what Matt Walden thinks of that. Sounds like I'm making that up. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, former sixth-round pick in 2015. He was with the uh, Baltimore Ravens up until he uh, – Walden could tell you what he thinks of actually that jazz legend, where he would rank him on his probably. own personal jazz chart. I, I, I think that's completely accurate. Oakland Raiders is where he landed last year, and he's still there. 18 catches for 178 yards and two touchdowns in his career. But this should be 
I mean, as far as Darren Waller standards go, a breakout season for Darren Waller. All right. They took that other, they took that other tight end. I think it's Foster Moreau in the fifth round. And he actually on the, like, the, you know, I mean, I'm bringing up Rotovis. Rotovis's little tight end forecasting skill. Foster Moreau actually ranks kind of all right. Not great, but I mean, not, not God awful. So who knows? Maybe that guy emerges and competes a little bit with him. But I, mean, I think it is Waller's, still Waller's job, of course. Foster Moreau sounds like a guy who writes um, crime novels. <laughs> he is a tight end out of LSU. They took him in the fourth round. Fourth day. round. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, that's, for tight ends, the fourth round is draft capital. That actually does matter. According to Raiders.com, he said, they say he's a high-character guy. Moreau or Waller? Uh, Moreau. <laughs> um, which is interesting. I, I mean, consider the source. Colonel the, Mustard in you know, the billiard room the with team, the rope. <laughs> the team that took <laughs> Foster Moreau took Foster Moreau uh, in the fourth round. Is, they're calling him a high-character guy. So, <laughs> well, whatever. Uh, hey, just wait. So we, you know, we got to talk about Hunter Renfro, our best from last night. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot him. Mike yeah, yeah, no question. All right. So, uh, Jason Witten, is this a player that you want to be in business with as your number three tight end, Dave? Uh, because Sigmund Bloom says yes to that. As my number three tight end, yes. As my number two announcer in NFL football, never. <laughs> Don't want anything to do with Jason Witten, nor that hairstyle. So, good God, I hope he fixes that up as well as uh, as comes back and plays all right. I mean, for number three, uh, yeah, it's not bad. I mean, they they lost Beasley, so they need they have targets that open up there. So, why you, not? You think he gets back into broadcasting after he's done with his playing days again? No, I think Greg Olson laughs all the way to the bank and puts right. Witten out to pastor. But, I mean, Olson is way, way better. Well, I mean, but like, think about all the college football announcers that ESPN has. I mean, you can't tell me that he couldn't get a job. That's, no, that's a good point. He, yeah. he might be on, you know, the Ocho or whatever, the, right. the ESPN, whatever, yeah. you know, doing SEC games or whack. He, he did play in the SEC, so that would so make sense. It could, could happen. Moving on to the 15th round here, Dave. Uh, Duke Johnson, 1501 to Mueller and Roach. Gerald Everett. Uh, this is a guy that he's not drafted high, but if I'm in a best ball competition like this, I, li- I really like him as my number three tight end. I do too. It's a really good offense. You know, Gloucester on the ball. I mean, that's, granted, they have all those receivers that get drafted super high. But Everett showed some signs last year. Yeah. I really do like him, actually. I, in that spot, he's still a young guy, kind of in the prime of his career, and you just don't usually get that in that in that range of tight end uh, drafting. So I think that's a good pick. Tony Pollard continues to climb the draft boards. His ADP is in the 18th. He gets uh, picked by Sands and Terp here in the 15th tonight. Kenny Stills, one of my favorites. He's probably on the all-Balkman team somewhere uh, for as many times I've drafted Kenny Stills over the years. He goes to Justin Boone here. Uh, Derek Carr is the number three quarterback drafted by Mark and Amy Palmer here at the 1505. DK Metcalf to Jeff Mans. He goes back-to-back rookie receivers. Harry in the 14th, Metcalf in the 15th. Nick Foles right after that, backing up Russell Wilson for Dave Hubbard. Uh, Deshaun Hamilton uh, to Jared Smola. This is weird um, because you remember there was like that blurb, oh, man, I don't know, it was like a month or so ago. Um, I think um, I think even Evan Silva was talking about this, who's actually going to be drafting next week in this competition. Um, about which player? About Deshaun Hamilton and, and how big he could be in that Denver offense this year. And now you don't hear much uh, about Deshaun Hamilton. And maybe we will once you know training camp kind of gets rubbed up here. That's a good point. But but there is that blurb. He kind of went super high in FFPC best balls for a while, um, and now he doesn't. And, and yeah, he kind of forgot. He is the number three receiver from the Broncos drafted tonight. Uh, frame of reference: Cortland Sutton went in the seventh. Emmanuel Sanders goes in 11th. So the same player. To Jared Smollett's right. credit, he gets Sanders and Hamilton. That worked out nice. Great law firm, great buddy comedy show, and hopefully a great wide receiver duo 
of Sanders and Hamilton here to Jared Smola. Let's go back to DK Metcalf real quick. Where is his ADP? That seems really, really late for him. Uh, 1506. Uh, yeah, he normally goes, Dave, at the 1307. All right, so it's 24 picks, 23 picks available. As wide receiver, 51. Wow, somebody took him at the 708. That is aggressive. <laughs> Didn't know Pete Carroll played at FFPC. Uh, no, Apparently he does. All right, so moving on past Hamilton, uh, LaShawn McCoy. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Uh, Patrick Beasley takes Mich- uh, LaShawn McCoy here in the 15th. Mike Davis to Sigmund Bloom in the uh, at the 15-10, and then a pair of uh, receivers: Robert Foster from Buffalo to Mitchell and Clues, Antonio Callaway, 15-12 tonight for Dave Richard. Who was I listening to today? Nope, it was somebody on SiriusXM, and, and I apologize, I can't remember what show I was listening to. Yeah. But they said um, there's real possibility, and and I really I I, I find found it hard to disagree. Cleveland probably is going to be running a ton of three receiver sets to the point where it might be their de facto set with Landry in the slot, Beckham and Callaway on the outside and Joku, and then just Chubb in the backfield. So Callaway should see a lot of snaps at least this year. I don't know how many targets that translates to, but for 15th round, man, I can get on board with that. Well, you know, think about this. If, if Beckham had not been traded to Cleveland, where would Antonio Callaway be getting drafted right now? Like fifth round? Right? Well, I mean, what do you think? Six? Um, maybe he'd be, way he'd the be hell up, up there. Maybe he'd be a, up there. Maybe not fifth round. Like six, seven, eight range, whatever. But. Seventh, I think, is probably more and accurate. He's yeah. made an okay rookie season. He had a lot of drops, concentration problems, and so forth. But he's a really good athlete. And you could tell when they had him on hard knocks that they were really trying to coach him up. They were like, Landry, take this guy under your wing. Get him going. So I, I really think they're still high on Callaway. I think Callaway is a nice pick, in, even in redraft. Because if you have any injury, if you have injury to Landry, you have injury, even to Njoku, I think that it could work out nicely for him as getting a lot of targets from a really young ascending quarterback. And, you know, the other thing to keep in mind with Callaway, what have you heard from him this offseason? Getting pulled over, DUIs, possession of drugs, nothing. Nothing, exactly. The guy that was a so-called bad boy, he's not a bad – I don't think he's a bad boy. I think he just had kind of a rough start. I actually like. I, they I, all do I, crazy stuff in college. And I'm a numbskull list, or you know, whatever the flake. The flake list. scale. Where's he on the flake scale? Did he drop off? He's like a four or five. He's okay. like low. Right. He's really low. Um, all right. Uh, Shane Allen. Emmanuel Sanders. Five seconds of Twitter film made people go crazy. Um, it blitz demania. So the same thing with Metcalf, but not the same direction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> blitz demania uh, now joining the chat uh, tonight. He was in here last night. He says he's not touching Sanders. Um, he also. Um, a sports betting man gave him props on the team, but he says he confirms this is all Danny Mueller's team, uh, all Danny Mueller's doing. And sports betting man says that team is a rockin' right now. Um, okay, moving on. Let's complete. Did we complete that that round? Yeah, we did complete that round. The fifteenth yeah, round. Um, Dave, at what point does Lashawn McCoy become a value for you? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, the fifteenth round. I mean, so yeah. What the so, hell? So yeah. that's where it is. Yeah, okay. I mean, even before that, I mean, you know, I, I know that there's talk about cutting him, but I mean, he'll pick up somewhere else if they do. And, it, it, you know, the, the team, unless they're totally lying, they're still talking him up as the starting back. So why not? At that point, who cares? Let me ask you this. It, where do you think his ADP is right now for FFPC best ball drafts over the last three days? Uh, 11 10 10-12. All right, so not bad. Not it's a very good guess, actually. Yeah. So, right. so this is insane value. It really, I mean, yeah, I, I, really, I agree. It really is. All right. I, Patrick did a very nice job. He never, you know, Patrick, I, to give him credit, uh, up until, you know, all the way from picks uh, 11 through 15, getting the quarterbacks and tight ends, as he did, I think was really good. Really good job. All right, we're going to talk about his team in a second because he did something I, I would never be able to do. Uh, Wait, no, I know he does. 
If the just, just, just hold on. Just don't. Just let's. All right. Let's have like, can see the board. Have the sort of like the theatrical approach to this. People are going to be downloading this later, so I don't want to ruin it for them. All right, Darwin Thompson. Talk back later for Team Nine. Da, da, we'll, we'll talk about it. Two GD seconds here. Just give me a second. Let me get through the 16th round here. You're being naughty. Darwin Thompson, 1601. <laughs> Malcolm Brown right after that uh, at the uh, 1602. Marquise Goodwin to Sigmund Bloom. Greg the Leg Zerline goes to Patrick Beasley here for a frame of reference that is. One kicker and two receivers through 16 rounds here for Patrick Beasley. Yeah, but don't spoil it. Just pointing that out. Well, now I can because I'm at that point. Deion Lewis goes to Jared Smola. Good uh, storytelling. The Jacks, I agree, it was. Jacksonville Jaguars (laughs) go to uh, David Hubbard here as the number two uh, defense off the board. Joe Flacco completes the quarterback trilogy for Jeff Manns as his number three, Chris Thompson. To the Palmers right after that, Dave, they get Adrian Peterson and Chris Thompson. And Jamal Williams uh, goes right after that to Justin Boone from the score. Marcus Mariota, third quarterback off the board for uh, Sands and Terp here at the 16-10. Jamison Crowder, the new Jet receiver, goes at 16-11. And Traquan Smith, the New Orleans uh, wideout, uh, completes round 16 to Mueller and Roach. Okay. Did you ever take in a best ball format? Uh, your first kicker before your third receiver? No. <laughs> that's because I don't take kickers in the fifth round. I usually have to oh, be in the fifth that, round. That's funny. That is funny. It's true, though. I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, Shane P. Hallam chiming in on somebody who just went in the 17th. Okay. Do you have anything else to say about the 16th round? Otherwise, we can get on to the 17th. We'll get on to the 17th. I have to, I have to delay a draft quickly. Or oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, no problem. Double I'll, duty, buddy. I'll take over. That's no problem. No, it'll take about a minute. All right. Uh, the um, uh, Rams defense here leads things off in the 17th round as the third defense off the board. Aaron Donald and company going to be cracking heads with uh, or for Danny Mueller and Jeremy Roach here. Ryquel Armstead. Rookie running back out of Temple, I believe, backing up Leonard Fournette in Jacksonville. He is going to be one of the running backs on Matt Freeman and Dave Cavins' team here at the 1702. Ricky Seals-Jones to Sands and Turp. And Shane P. Hallam chiming in on the chat room thinking that could be a steal. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury recruited Ricky Seals-Jones to Texas A&M. It's going to be a lot of plays, a lot of passing. Kyler Murray will look to bail out. Charles Clay won't touch him. Totally agree on that. So interesting take. On J.P. Hallam about Richard, excuse me, Ricky Seals-Jones here. Chargers defense are the fourth defense off the board at 1704, followed by perennial tease Devontae Parker to Mark and Amy Palmer. Uh, Denver defense to Jeff Manns. Trey Quinn, guy I like, receiver that uh, we've talked about on this show. Could be a good-looking steal here in the 17th round for Dave Hubbard, especially when he uh, avoided receivers as much as he did. That Trey Quinn could look really good. Mohamed Sanu right after that to Jared Smola. And Patrick Beasley starts hitting the receivers here a little bit. Albert Wilson, again, a guy that I wanted to point out, went 104 in my dynasty draft last night, Dave. Albert, did hey, he really? R- rookie free agent draft. Yeah, Albert Wilson, 104. Ah, uh, Kentucky. To Patrick Beasley there. Minnesota Vikings defense at the 17-10 to Sigmund Bloom. Now the defenses are going to be flying. Uh, defenses be flying here on the show. Ted Ginn to Jason Mitchell and Kevin Clues at the 17-11. And then Benjamin Snell. Apparently, we're listing him as Benjamin Snell on MyFFPC.com, not Benny. Yeah, I haven't checked with the uh, the supervisors on that, but it sounds that so, like that. So, right. Benjamin Snell, still the same person as Benny Snell. He completes the uh, 12th, excuse me, the 17th round here. Yeah, kidding aside, Benny Snell, I don't think you – I think we have talked about him before. Yeah, I'm not interested. And your Benny team Snell. Samuels all the way. Yeah, I mean, what are you, the third running back on the Steelers, I guess? 
there's I guess he's a player. I mean, whatever. Well, for what it's worth, Dave Richard did draft James Conner as his first round pick, so now he gets uh, Snell to back him up. Uh, Jalen. No, Samuel, he gets Snell to back up. Well, take back up Connor. Yeah. No, he um, gets Snell. Though, actually, he's backing up Samuel as well too. I get that, but not on his team. That's a poor choice of words for me. I apologize. Jalen Samuels <laughs> went to Patrick Beasley here. Um, Dave Richards probably like, I mean, why the hell is this guy taking all these running backs, including Jalen Samuels, should be taking receivers? Well, now he's taking receivers. Well, that is true, actually. Good point, Dave. All right. So, uh, anyway, um, uh, we, we talked about Ricky Seals-Jones. We talked about Albert Wilson. We talked about Trey Quinn. I don't think there's anything else I, I really want to hit on here in the 17th. I mean, I think we've already gone on record as saying we, we like Rykel Armstead as the handcuff to Leonard Fournette well, I mean, over gonna, Alfred Blue. That's a question to me. I don't know that okay. that's the case. I mean, I, I actually think that Alfred Blue might be the handcuff there. Why Why is Rykel Armstead, some unknown rookie who got drafted whenever, all of a sudden the backup? I think Blue, I think you answered your own question. He's I think that unknown. Blue is actually the backup. He's the guy who's got pass uh, protection experience. Armstead just is a guy who has a high speed score. Now, now Blue hasn't done, didn't do well last right. necessarily. He's still a competent pro running back. I think the blue is kind of is the backup, and that's my opinion. Now, for what it's worth, Dave, here, um, Rykel Ry- Armstead was drafted by Matthew Freeman and Dave Cabin from the Action Network, Rotovis. Um, they did not have Fournette. They, sure. So, I mean, they are, this is clearly a – Just a flyer. Pick. Yeah, a, a dart throw, as some might say, and uh, that's what they did there. So, we'll, we'll see what happens with um, uh, Mark and Amy Palmer as they, uh, they were the ones that drafted Fournette here – in the third round tonight. Okay, let's move on and talk about Marquise Brown in the 18th round. Now, this is weird because Marquise Brown was the first wide receiver off the board in the, in the actual 2019 NFL draft. He is a burner. He is a cousin of Antonio Brown, and I would imagine not only does, does his, his skill set fit in with, with Lamar Jackson, his skill set fits in with what you want in a, in a best ball format. And he's technically – the number one receiver right. on, the, on the Ravens. So now he had that Liz Franck thing. I mean, is, is that what's driving him down? Because his ADP is actually 1804 in FFPC best balls. Uh, I think that that's one thing. I think he's one of the smallest wide receivers in the NFL. I mean, he's, he's not a big man. He's a very, but he's super fast. I, I, you know, it's tough for me to make out what, you know, to, what to do with him. I mean, I look at players that get drafted around the same spot, and I can make arguments for those players over him. But yeah. I can actually – I can get behind Marquise Brown again as just giving it a shot. Why not? He's going to get action. They're going to give him a shot. So unless he's hurt, he's going to have opportunity. Yeah. I, you know, I don't like Marquise Brown. I, th- I think it'd be taking him higher than the 18th. And so maybe I do like him, apparently. Who to thunk it? Ian Thomas off the board at the 18.02 to Jason Mitchell and Kevin Clues. That's their number three tight end. I like him for best ball this year, too, quite a bit, Dave. Which player again? Ian Thomas, the backup yeah, to I Greg Olson in Carolina. Yeah, I think that's solid. Uh, Justin Tucker. Uh, Sigmund Bloom, destroyer of footballs. He goes uh, Justin Tucker, not Sigmund Bloom. Uh, Sigmund Bloom grabs uh, Justin Tucker there at the 1803. Zay Jones, the Patrick Beasley is his number four wide out. Debo Samuel, the Jared Smola, the rookie receiver out of uh, San Francisco. He goes to uh, Draft Sharks, Jared Smola there. A couple of defenses. Uh, Baltimore Ravens to David Hubbard. Uh, the Cowboys defense to Jeff Manns. He is uh, the second team 
to double up on defenses along with David Hubbard. It's Rand- be a fast draft. We're talking defenses already. Yeah, well, or they're, or they're being pushed up, one or the other. Randall Cobb to Mark and Amy Palmer here, the new Dallas Cowboys slot receiver, as we pointed out earlier in this draft. Bruce Anderson. Um, my parents used to work with a Bruce Anderson. <laughs> they still hang out with Bruce Anderson. Uh, cool dude from what I've uh, I don't, never met him, but it, he sounds like a decent guy. And uh, Justin Boone took the football version of Bruce Anderson here in the 18th round. John Ross and A.J. Brown, a pair of former first-round NFL receivers going in the 18th round here. And then uh, C.J. Anderson, the final pick here of the 18th round, going to Mueller and Roach. C.J. Anderson, the um, where is he? Detroit, I believe? Yes, sir. Correct? Okay. He is uh, backing up uh, one carry on Johnson. All right. Uh, So C.J. Anderson here goes uh, to Danny Mueller and Jeremy Roach. I want to talk a little bit about John Ross because he's sort of been the forgotten man in Cincinnati behind A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd. What? All right. Now, uh, let me... Who's John Ross? Let me paint you a picture here. It's probably not going to be a picture you like. (laughs) Are you his agent? Probably going to be a picture that you would (laughs) never buy. But A.J. Green's dealt with a lot of injuries. Tyler Boyd... You could make the case that he's he's been a one-off so far in his career. He is a slot receiver too, by the way. And and Cincinnati should be getting rocked in a lot of games this year, and they get a bright offensive mind in Zach Taylor coming aboard to coach the team. Is there a, a, a I mean, is that reason enough to make John Ross a, a part of your fantasy game plan for 2019 with with those points? Or are you completely like this guy's always hurt? He's shown nothing. He had one really good season in college. Um, he was overdrafted in the NFL draft. He's, he's not worth it. I've never been a big John Ross fan. And then, you know, his rookie season, he, it was kind of a lost season. He had one rush for 12 yards, two targets, and woof. One, one fumble in three games. Woof, woof. You know, last year, it's interesting. He had 58 targets, 21 for 210. Not great, but seven touchdowns. That's kind of whack, man. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, like, everyone would argue the variance goes the other direction, that maybe he actually uh, could emerge. I, I'm not a huge fan, uh, but, I mean, you, you just you just don't know. It is only his third season. There is always the possibility that he does break out. I, I Again, it's late, so you're taking chances on a player. I get it. I would probably have drafted A.J. Brown, who went right after him. I would have taken him ahead of time. Because, you know, you are, it's kind of like, you know, building a criminal case. You already have a, a case that John Ross sucks. A.J. Brown in the pros, you have no case against him yet because he's just still a rookie. So Brown could end up being good, and he was really good in college. So I would probably go with A.J. Brown myself. All right, I kind of screwed up when I was talking about the Liz Franck injury. Uh, sports betting man pointing out that I need to go more hardcore French accent for the Liz Franck injury. So I will say that uh, there was an injury for Marquise Brown that he dealt with. It was the Liz Franck uh, injury that he dealt with. That is the best I can do. I'm sorry. I don't like French people. Uh, well, I, don't like, I, don't like, I don't like the whole I – don't, I don't like French pronunciation. I don't like French people. I'm part French. I don't like him. So. Uh, let me tell you something. I don't <laughs> like the FFPC. Very either. little. Very like I will 2%. Be moving on, you will not get my francs this year. <laughs> yeah. All right. They're, not, they're ungrateful. They're not happy about all the times you've saved them over all their problems. Anyway, moving on. I don't need to get into all that. <laughs> John Ross uh, is going to be at some bar in two years talking glory days, according to Sports <laughs> Betting Man. Um, Shane, Shane P. Hallam chiming in. I really like John Ross, but small and injured doesn't work. That might be a good team name for me this year. Fat drunk and stupid is, way Fat drunk and stupid is no way to go through life, son. <laughs> um, all right, so there, so there you go. Uh, Josh Mac 22 what about French fries? You don't like French fries either, do you? 
I do like French fries. Oh, you like, do? Yeah, French wine's good, too. I can't remember it. I don't think I've ever seen you eat a French fry, to be quite honest with you. Well, you know. Not that we hang out in Mickey D's a lot together. I, I occasionally will eat them. All right. Well, we have the enough. air fryer upstairs, uh, you know, outside of the Verizon Studios here. Right. Once in a while, I'll use it's not the Verizon Studios anymore. Well, you that's know, right. Verizon's not paying con- us. contractually obligated to mention that anymore. All right, moving on. Let's take it, take you through the 19th round. We'll get into some team analysis here. Will Lutz uh, to uh, Mueller and Roach here. This, by Are the way, really going through the whole kicker round. Heavy kicker around. Well, listen. Some people tune in to to, no, to hear the kickers. Absolutely. They round do. 19, guys. There was a bunch of kickers and Marquise Lee, Dorsett, David Moore, and the Houston defense. All right, let's talk about the team. You know. People play in I the FF- People play in the time. FFPC because they like the kicker. All right, and you just totally <laughs> threw him under the bus here. Ridiculous. Will Lutz, who's your favorite kicker? Will Lutz, Harrison Butker, <laughs> Kaimi Fairbairn, Stephen Guskowski, Giorgio Tavecchio, Jake Elliott, Dan Bailey, and Robbie Gould you know all you know, going in this 19th round. You know who my favorite one is? Stephen Guskowski. You want to know why? He makes a ton of money and he earns it. <laughs> I just think you wanted to pronounce Kaimi Fairburn and Fairburn. Giorgio Telvecchio. Giorgio Telvecchio. Yeah, that's great. Good job. Hey, where is the lasagna? I asked for the lasagna. So, you know, I love Italian. Really? They, they, what about Italian wine? Italian wine's great. Yeah, the, there's a... Uh, I'm trying to think of the names of them. There's different ones, whatever they're called. You know what I don't like about Italian? Bordello, Bordello? No, not Bordello. Something like that. Whatever. Actually, not what I don't like about Italian. So I went through about a year and a half. Uh, of, of a kick where I watched the Food Network and the Cooking Channel incessantly. Watched it. I don't know why. Are you, good, are you a good cook? No, I'm not. I can't cook at all, but I like watching people cook. What I don't like is, and I'm not going to name the hosts that did this, but they, they were, they may have had Italian roots, but they did, did not have anywhere close to an Italian accent, okay? okay. Nothing close. All right. So they're talking about different things. Let's say they're talking about pizza, okay? And they're like, and this is what's so great about the pizza. This is what they would say, Dave. This is what's so great about the pizza. You get this light, airy crust, enough to let you know that it's there, but it doesn't overpower it. You get this real zesty tomato sauce with the fresh tomatoes. Right. And then, of course, uh, that, that glorious, really luxurious mozzarella on top of it. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, it drives me nuts. Uh, it's so ridiculous. And then they go right back to a normal, like, oh, yeah. yeah whatever. Ne- Nebbiolo is the wine I was talking okay, about. Okay, so there you go. All right. So let's, let's <laughs> no get, one cares. Let's, yeah, let's get into the team analysis. <laughs> Even, by the way, sports betting man's asking for more deeper Italian. Yeah, Paul, your Italian is good, actually. Yeah. Much oh, better thank than, you. Your, than your Trump and the, uh, and the Dolphins coach. People say that this, this is oh, the best. Th- there's no better Trump impersonation than the one that Bulky oh, does. God. Please mute I'm your microphone. Big, I'm a big fan of Bulky. He does a great job on the show. I'm not sure about that Gerzak character. We'll see. I'll give him a chance. Like all great Americans, I give him all a chance. And, and right now, I'm, I'm liking him. I'm not loving him like I am Bulky. Oh, God, it's so bad. Dave Richard from CBSSports.com. Dave, let's look, take a look at his team here. Running backs, James Conner. Thank you, Mr. President, by the way. James Conner, Josh Jacobs, Tariq Cohen, James White, Ronald Jones, Darwin Thompson, Benjamin Snell. Receivers, Odell Beckham, Amari Cooper, D.D. Westbrook, Paris Campbell, Antonio Callaway, Marquise Brown, Adam Humphrey. <laughs> oh, so we're doing it now. Oh, it's true. Humphrey, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Eric Ebron, Ebron, excuse me, Eric Ebron, and Jordan Reed are at tight end. Quarterback Aaron Rodgers and Phillip Rivers. Um, I think this is, uh, you know, I, it's not the route I would have gone with receivers, but I like what he did at, uh, at post-D.D. Westbrook here. I, I think he hit on some guys that can help him out, and I like the running back. So I, I think this is a well-put-together squad. 
Well, I think he's got some problems, actually. And I mean, tight ends are not great, but whatever. Well, the, the tight ends, he only has two, and the, the quarterbacks, he only has two, and all the, the, they've all gone, for the most part, it looks like, unless uh, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's still out there, but whatever. So they have, if he wanted to take him, they should have taken him already. Two quarterbacks, two tight ends, not a winning strategy overall. Running backs, I really like how his running backs turned out. Uh, receivers are decent for the, for the first two or three, and then they just die off badly. Uh, so I think I have concerns with this team overall. Okay. Moving on to uh, Jason Mitchell and Kevin Clues here. Running backs, Nick Chubb, Daryl Henderson, Kareem Hunt, Devin Singletary, Malcolm Brown. Uh, receivers, Michael Thomas, Adam Thielen, Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton, Kiki QT, Geronimo Allison, Robert Foster, Ted Ginn. Tight ends are O.J. Howard, Darren Waller, Ian Thomas. Quarterbacks, Drew Brees, and Josh Allen. Not my favorite um, tight end squad here, Dave, but I'm glad to see he, he does. I mean, I like his third one and Ian Thomas. Um, the receivers, I, I, they're not the receivers I necessarily would have taken, but there is some potential there with Williams and Sutton for breakouts. Uh, QT, Thielen, and, and Michael Thomas should all catch a, a bunch of passes. I actually like Allison this year as well. I think for me, the, the problem I have, the running backs are a little too darty. They're a little too lottery tickety. And, and after Chubb, it, 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 there's some question marks there. Well, I mean, you really, at this point, you, you have Chubb, and you have a, a half a running back in Henderson, and a half, a, truly a half a running back in Kareem Hunt, and he's not even the starter. So he's like a quarter of a running back. Who played, you know, he's in a half a season. Singletary's not starting. Malcolm Brown's a problem. I think the, the, what, where they kind of went wrong is by taking QT in the, in the eighth round and Geronimo Ellis in the tenth round. They really had no reason to do that. They were fine with Michael Thomas, Thielen, Williams, and Sutton, and they should have pounded running backs at that point. Also, they need a third quarterback. What was the Italian wine that you brought up? Uh, Nebbiolo. Okay, well, uh, there's another couple. There's, there's, I guess there was B, like Barolo, or well, here, well, let's just let me tell you this: is uh, Kurt Kikis actually chiming in? Who's actually going to be drafting in this competition tomorrow? Uh, he said that Amaroni and Chianti are Italian wines. He's yeah. pointing those out. Yeah, I'm all over the Chianti. I've seen Silence of the Lambs, but Kurt Kikis, by the way, if you ever do you, do you drink it with some fava beans, <laughs> yeah, liver. If you want advice on wine? You know, Kikis. You know, you could bring a few bottles to the FFPC main and we'll have a couple of drinks. He did say culture, baby, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> that is, and that as well. I'm actually having a South African wine tonight, actually. Really? Yeah. Is it good, huh? <laughs> <laughs> now, now, that was really funny. That was like your best joke. Just, just, By Leo DiCaprio yeah, that from, was great. from Blood Diamond? That yeah. was outstanding. Yeah, it, well, it caught you off guard. I think it that is, was, it is that pretty was good. the it's, shock value. It's only it. like 12 bucks, but it actually ranks really well in the, you know, like a 4.3 or 4.4. It's like barista or something like that. Fair anyway. enough. It's like 12 bucks. It's, it's really cheap. Made by a company uh, that, that has employees that pour coffee, apparently. All right, Sigmund Bloom from footballguys.com. on Johnson, Austin Eckler, just, uh, Jordan Howard, Damian Harris, Justice Hill, Mike Davis at running back. Receivers, Julio Jones, Juju Smith-Schuster, Tyler Lockett, Allen Robinson, Marquise Goodwin, David Moore, Taylor Gabriel. Tight ends, Jared Cook, Jimmy Graham, Jason Witten. Quarterbacks, Kyler Murray and Mitchell Trubisky. Um. This is a balanced team, I feel like, uh, when, I, when I look at it. Um, it's just not a um, – <laughs> you're, you're so funny. I'm not – I don't know. I, it's like, holy cow, this is insane, you know. But, but it is a balanced team, and, and sometimes balance, when you're trying to win a closed 12-team league, sometimes that's good enough. Well, I think Bloom did what I think Jason Mitchell should have kind of done almost with running backs. Uh, by, he then – he kind of closed those gaps, right, instead of taking a QT or Geronimo Ellison. He took – Jordan Howard, Damian, Damian Harrison, those players do have some upside. His receivers are fantastic. Cook, Graham, Witten, really great. Quarterbacks are good, although he doesn't have a third one. Again, a little bit of a problem there. I think the team overall is solid. Uh, there are some teams I like further down the line a little bit more. 
But I, th- I think he's going to be competitive for sure. I, I, I do think so. His running back, too, is a problem still. I'm just looking at this right now. Uh, sports betting man. Scotch and OJ sucks, but it sucks less every sip. I never heard anybody drinking scotch and OJ. Yeah, Blitz- and Meyer drinks all sorts of weird crap, but I've never heard Two-packer, that either. Yeah, Blitz- Blitzdemania says, don't dilute the scotch, Lance. And he says, agreed. Just thought I had more vodka, but was wrong. <laughs> so then he started <laughs> pounding scotch and orange juice. That is uh, only on this show, ladies and gentlemen. I've had, I've had that Bulvaney scotch in the Caribbean yeah, sure. cast. Yeah. I've mixed that with Diet Coke. It's like a $70 scotch, but you it know, actually is fine with Diet Coke. It's, it's good. I got a nice bottle of Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker um, yeah. is either green or blue um, for Christmas one year and uh, cracked it open. And my brother actually came over. I was actually at my, um, my in-laws, but my brother came over. And we, there was the year guitar or not guitar band, no, no, not oh. the, the band one guitar. Maybe it was I, I don't guitar know. hero world tour, right. but it was like a, you get like drum, there's drums with it, microphone. And so didn't, he didn't play it, but cool. Hey, so he came over and we're all having a good time. And I'm like, Hey, you want to try some of the scotch? Sure. And he's mixing it with Pepsi, <laughs> Johnny Walker blue and, or green or whatever it was. And he's mixing it with Pepsi. I'm like, okay, you can't have any more. That, that's like, cut, cut them off. That's funny. Had to be all snobbish. Patrick Beasley. Let's talk about his team. Running backs, Marlon Mack, Phillip Lindsay, Sony Michelle, Lamar Miller, Jalen Samuels, Jarek McKinnon, LaShawn McCoy, receivers, DeAndre Hopkins, Stephon Diggs, Albert Wilson, Zay Jones, tight ends, Zach Ertz, TJ Hawkinson, Tyler Eifert, quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Lamar Jackson. Really good running backs. I, I can definitely get on board with those tight ends. I love the quarterbacks. This team will live and die by the receivers. You just added Quincy and Nunwa as well. You know, it, some of his late receiver picks, including Anunua, are kind of interesting. Zay Jones and Anunua, I, I don't mind as breakout-type players. And, and Albert Wilson, too. Yeah, and, well, and they're, they're like, zone, Zay Jones is a starter on his team. He's number one, number two, whatever you want to call him. Anunua technically is number one. Uh, it, I guess it could work out. I would have I would have drafted more receivers middle rounds, of course. Uh, otherwise, I mean, I'd, three quarterbacks, three tight ends. Quarterbacks and tight ends are fantastic. Great job there. Jared Smola, DraftSharks.com, Joe Mixon, Melvin Gordon, Aaron Jones, Darius Geis, Dion Lewis, receivers Julian Edelman, Alshon Jeffries, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Emmanuel Ander, Devin Funcha, Tyrell William, Deshaun Hamilton, Mohamed Sanu, Debo Samuel, tight ends are Austin Hooper, David Njoku, and now, this just in, Benjamin Watson. Benny Watson. Uh, and uh, Patrick Mahomes, Jimmy Garoppolo. Did you draft another quarterback here if you had Mahomes and Garoppolo? I would have taken Fitzpatrick already, yeah. But I mean, okay, all right. So you would you would add one. I would one. have, and I would do. I would you still if, would. If he, okay. Yeah, all of right. course. Got it. All right. Uh, so running backs, obviously, I really like the the stable up at top with Mixon, Gordon, and Jones. Uh, I'm, I could still get on board with the quarterbacks. I like the tight ends, quite frankly. Um, receivers again, not not the receivers I necessarily want on my team, but I could work with this. I I, I think Smola has a, a pretty good team, assuming the running back depth holds up. Um, which running back, he'll be it's, fine. It's, you you think so with only five here? Yeah, he definitely doesn't need any. I mean, Mixon, Gordon, Aaron Jones, Geis, and Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis is a, is a really nice pick in the 16th round. We didn't really talk about that. That was a really super value for him. I mean, actually a little bit surprised, though. He didn't take Chris Thompson, who went like four picks later, with a pair with Geis, which just showed, it actually is proving that Smollett didn't really care that much about about backing up Geis. He was like, whatever. You know, so right. I, li- I like his team quite a bit, actually. Um, I do, too. I don't really love having you know, Jeffrey's as my number two wide receiver. 
but, but he, look at all those receivers, the depth he, after that. I think the, the ones he took, you know, Sanders, Funches, Williams, Hamilton, Sanu, Samuel, there's some good, good and you, opportunities. And you like MVS, too. Yeah, I think, I think he'll be okay. Yeah, I think he'll be okay. All right, so David Hubbard, another interesting draft here that we want to talk about. Running backs, David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Derek Henry, Kenyon Drake, Rashad Penny, Justin Jackson, Chase Edmonds. Receivers, Christian Kirk, Curtis Samuel, Josh Gordon, Trey Quinn, Chris Conley, Josh Reynolds. Tight ends, Vance McDonald, Trey Burton, Mike Gesicki. Uh, quarterbacks, Russell Wilson and Nick Foles. You'd like to see another quarterback added here. Uh, running backs, probably the best in the league. And then you I, mean, ha- I should hope so. And um, uh, I'm sorry, um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, receivers. Okay, that's that's, that's where, why you lost your train of thought. There's not very many of them. That's where the issue is here. Is Josh Gordon is your number three? Trey Quinn's your number four, Dave. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess I'm just not – I'm not sure of the strategy. It's just not what I would have done. And in fact, it's kind of the, almost the opposite of what I would have done in a lot of ways. Uh, I respect Hubbard a ton. He's a fantastic player. He, Is he throwing people off for the main event, Dave? You know what? Maybe he considers this a throwaway team. But, I mean, you, you know, there's not – there's some opportunity here for him. If Gordon comes back, I mean, the fact that his number three receiver is currently suspended is a problem. Trey Quinn's a hype player. But I – it's just not a team I would have drafted, so it's tough for me to pretend I'm going to get behind it, even though Hubbard is a great guy and a great drafter. So you know what I mean? Right. I'm not going to lie and say I love it because I just don't. Right. No, that's fine. Uh, Jeff Manns uh, from uh, Guru Elite here. Let's uh, get into his draft. Devontae Freeman, Mark Ingram, Tevin Coleman, Ito Smith are the running backs. Uh, receivers Tyree Kill, Will Fuller, Golden Tate, James Washington, Dante Moncrief, Nikhil Harry, DK Metcalf. We did not. I feel like we might've talked 13, 15. We, we might've talked about it last night. Dante Moncrief currently goes at the 1406. For the love of God, man, <laughs> pull up an 80, you know, the, the, the draft room has an ADP thing. You click on it and it sorts it. Right. Uh, anyway, go ahead. He just added DJ Chark as well. Um, well DJ Chark, Chark, Chark. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, move on. Travis Kelsey, Noah Fant and Hayden Hurst are his tight ends. Kirk Cousins, Tom Brady, and Joe Flacco. So now ADP uh, foibles aside here, Dave. ADP to be damned. Um, I mean, running backs are – they're all right. You seem mad. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, just, you, you take three early ones, and then you, you only take one after that. I, I have questions. Um, he took a lot of receivers I, I'm, I'm not fans of. Uh, yeah, that's true. The, the, the tight ends are, are a little questionable. I mean, at least he's got Kelsey. And then the quarterbacks I'm fine with. But, yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't – Hey, listen, you got to get your guys, but if this is my team, I would not be happy walking away from the draft board with it. <laughs> yeah, I kinda, I, the receivers after Tyreek Hill are just not players I'm generally getting in business with. I mean, I, maybe Tate, maybe Washington at some point, uh, but I felt like he reached a number of picks. I think his running backs are actually fine, even though he only has four. Okay. Right. Freeman, Ingram, Coleman, Edo Smith, that's, that's decent enough. Got to stay healthy. They do have to stay healthy. Um, yeah, but I, I really – it's not, again, not, not kind of the players I would have taken either. Mark and Amy Palmer had the fifth pick tonight. This is what they did with it. Todd Gurley, Leonard Fournette, Royce Freeman, Adrian Peterson, Kalen Balaj, Chris Thompson, Gus Edwards. Receivers, Dante, Dante, Devante Adams, Kenny Galladay, Calvin Ridley, Jarvis Landry, Corey Davis, Devante Parker, Randall Cobb. Uh, tight ends are Delaney Walker, Greg Olson, and Nick Bennett. Uh, quarterbacks, Ben Roethlisberger, Matthew Stafford, and Derek Carr. Dave I like this squad, too. Um, the issue I have with it is the tight ends. But, um, you know, outside of that, I like the running back depth. I like the receiving depth on this team. Tight ends are the question for me. You know, I, I, this is an underrated, kind of under-the-radar totally. team. We haven't Absolutely. really talked about them much. And you look at the receivers. The receivers are really solid. They have five of them. 
And if Gurley and Fournette like stay healthy, holy crap, this team could be really, really, really good. Freeman's a wild card in a good way. Peterson is technically the starter on that team, and then they get Chris Thompson a couple rounds later, three rounds later. Uh, I like this team quite a bit, actually. Nice job by them. And then they got the quarterbacks and they got the tight ends. Uh, I think they're going to be in good shape. Yeah. Uh, Justin Boone from the uh, score.com here. A different score than what I work for, Dave. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Damian Williams, Chris Carson, Giovanni Bernard, Jamal Williams, and Bruce Anderson at running back. Uh, Receivers are Robert Woods, Robbie Anderson, Sammy Watkins, Sterling Shepard, Deshaun Jackson, John Brown, Kenny Stills, Demarcus Robinson, tight ends, George Kittle, Chris Herndon, uh, quarterbacks Carson Wentz and Jameis Winston. Um, so I look at this squad, and, and to me, these receivers, as I look at it, they scream best ball. You know what I mean? These, these are all like, you know, most of them, big play type receivers here. Uh, the tight ends, I, I would have liked to seen another one be behind Kittle besides just Chris Herndon, who actually is suspended for the first couple games of the season. Um, Elliott and Williams is a great running back duo to start off with. I, I think getting a pass catcher like Bernard and Jamal Williams, who actually probably is going to have the most pass catches for Green Bay this year is, is good uh, late. Um, would have liked to see another quarterback. So I, I think this is may, maybe more in the double-triple range rather than a home run for Justin Boone. Uh, you know, I'm just the, the receivers for me, I just can't get. Even in a best ball. Yeah, I just can't. I mean, I can't. If I looked at the – if I would draft it, I'd look at it, and I saw Robert Woods was my one, Robbie Anderson was my two, Sammy Watt my three, and Shepard is my four, I'd be like, God, what – what happened? What? what no, I, okay. All right. So I just, like it better than you, I think. You do. You definitely do. And the reason I don't like it is because they went Elliott, Kittle, and then Williams. So by not investing any receiver capital in the first three rounds, I, it's just really, it's really tough for me to get behind a team like that because they're just, you're starting out your receivers as a, it's just a not a good position for you overall. And then the running backs, while decent, are not like they, you know, it's not like Hubbard where Hubbard just crushed the crap out of running backs. They didn't do that here necessarily. So I just don't, you know, if Carson's not a pass catching back. Geo is, but he's not the starter. So, you know, I think there's so, there's plenty of problems going around. And uh, so this is not one of my favorite teams. No offense, Justin. Mike Sands and Dave Turp, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, David Montgomery, Peyton Barber, Tony Pollard, Jalen Richard, receivers T.Y. Hilton, Chris Godwin, Dante Pettis, Marvin Jones, Anthony Miller, Andy Isabella, John Ross, tight ends Dallas Goddard, Mike Andrews, Ricky Seals-Jones, uh, quarterbacks Andrew Luck, Sam Darnold, Marcus Mariota. Totally get on board with the quarterbacks. Not a fan of the tight ends. Um, I think the receivers are a little bit dicey. Running back, they'll be fine. Um, a competitive squad, not not one of my favorites in this draft, Dave. Uh, I probably like it a little bit more than you do. I think they did a good job um, at, at running back. I mean, it's great. Kamara, Cook, Montgomery, I think is a nice pick. I think Peyton Barber is actually not too bad either. Um, the receivers aren't the ones that I generally like. I mean, T.Y. Hilton is fine. Godwin's fine. But he's got to, he still does have to break out, right? And so does Pettis. He didn't really do much. Marvin Jones coming off injury. So I, I'm okay with their tight ends, too, actually. And I like that they took three tight ends, three, you know, three quarterbacks. Uh, receivers are just a little bit on the dicey side, but I don't mind their team overall. Dave Cabin from Rotoviz. Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders, Naheem Hines, Matt Breida, Ryquel Armstead. Receivers, Antonio Brown, A.J. Green, Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, Larry Fitzgerald, Jamison Crowder, A.J. Brown, Marquise Lee. Tight ends, Evan Engram, Kyle Rudolph, Gerald Everett. Quarterbacks, Dak Prescott and Andy Dalton. Dave, the issue I have with this team is not with the receivers, not with the quarterbacks, not with the tight ends. It's with those running backs and the depth there. Yeah, the, the players that he took after Barkley are just players uh, I'm not really on board with. I really actually, both teams one and two, I like the way that they constructed their drafts. Uh, so I, and I, I like that he actually got Fitzgerald in the eighth round here. So I think his receivers are fantastic. 
I just felt like after that, and I don't even mind like you know the, the quarterbacks and tight ends. All the players he took are fine, but you know Sanders, Hines, and Breida, just not my guys. And you know maybe they'll do well, maybe not. I just uh, I don't see it. Let's wrap it up with Team One, a popular choice among their favorite teams from the chat room tonight. It's Danny Mueller uh, and Jeremy Roach who drafted. Well, Mueller really drafted this team. Christian McCaffrey, Latavius Murray, Deontay Foreman, Carlos Hyde, Alexander Madison, Duke Johnson, and C.J. Anderson. Receivers Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, D.J. Moore, Tyler Boyd, Michael Gallup, Traquan Smith, uh, Hunter Henry, Jack Doyle, and Matt Lacoste at tight end. Quarterbacks are Matt Ryan and Cam Newton. So, David, you know, the receivers I really like here, I mean, you have some depth there. You have some decent depth with uh, with running back. Um, you know, when you get Christian McCaffrey with the first overall pick, that allows you some leeway here. Uh, and then I like the tight ends, too. With, with Henry, I think Doyle's underrated, and I can definitely get on board with Ryan and Newton. Yeah, I mean, this is probably one of my favorite teams overall. I love the receivers, the first four. I wouldn't have minded them grabbing another one at some point. Uh, I, I kind of like when you look at team two with Deshaun Watson, Prescott, and Dalton, I kind of like how they spread them out, even though I like the Matt Ryan and Cam Newton thing. Um, and the fact they haven't taken a third QB, again, that's their strategy is fine. It's just a little bit of an issue with me. And then uh, they got Matt Lacoste as their third tight end. That's really waiting a long time. And for what? To get like guys like Traycon Smith and Duke Johnson. But I'm kind of picking at nits. Overall, the team I like quite a bit. And I want to thank Darren Armani, Dave Gerzak, the FFPC, our producer, mutual friend, Bro- uh, Rob, our producer, mutual friend, Rob. What's up, Rob? Audio engineer and best friend, Bryce. And, of course, each and every one of you, all you listeners that popped into the chat, offering your insight. We really appreciate it. This was a fun draft to cover uh, tonight. I want to thank everybody who had a hand in it. And good job, drafters, on this one. We will be back an hour later tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. It is the I Want You League number 3 Tomorrow night at 10 o'clock Eastern time, it's going to be uh, for the pros, Brad Evans from Yahoo, Josh Moore from 4 for 4, Curtis Patrick and Ryan McDowell from Dynasty Command Center, Howard Bender from Fantasy Alarm, David Dodds from Football Guys, Elliot Chris from the Quant Edge, uh, the FFPC Joe's made up of Kurt Kikis, Robert Gross, Greg Cantor, Shelly Fossum, Matthew Treader, Justin Sarkey, and, of course, Matthew Zimmer. That is uh, going to do it for our coverage. Feel free to absolutely continue following uh, the live draft link. We'll get those uh, draft boards up uh, posted socially and on the FFPC board tomorrow. Remember, you have roughly four hours to get your main event team paid off so you can get that early draft slot on July 29th. I hope each and every one of you take uh, care of that so you can get your draft slot, uh, in many cases, a full month before the draft, uh, before your draft goes off. Make your Planet Hollywood reservations. Uh, get in uh, the best ball, Dynasty, and the Football Guys Players Championship. Thanks for listening, everybody. Your Wednesday officially starts This has now. been another episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com that was broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week. We're on the team explore, even more so if we on tour. Me and E explore the country, wondering about the evening before. Trying to explain where the time went. Well, other rappers find a studio to grind in. You know, it's night two, and Ari, the dude who may be ingesting some things in his system and drinking scotch and OJ is correcting me. It better not be Wednesday. No, it's Monday. And I'm telling everybody your Wednesday starts now, Dave. Oh, you said Wednesday? Oh, what a train wreck. Just the, the, worst, the worst, worst way to end it. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. What a great draft. We got four more of these for you. Hope you're enjoying the ride as much as we are. <laughs>